Yodi ho de ho. What's up? Oh. Hey, man. Yeah, I just had to plug my headphones in at the last second. I had a plug in the wrong deal. All right. Hey, how's it going, dude? No, it's going great. All How about right. yourself? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, pretty good. Should I do um, my impression of Talk Shoe Live for everyone? Um, yeah, yeah. What what did they say? This is Talk Shoe Live. I forget. It's been a while. It's Talk Shoe Live. Talk oh. Shoe Live. <laughs> it's Talk Shoe Live. It's him. It's him. I knew it. You know, I I really appreciate when people ask about things, and I don't get upset because I've heard this ever since two thousand eight. So what I did is I actually emailed TalkShoe. Let's see, I heard you Tuesday morning. So I inter- I, I think I emailed them yesterday. Uh-huh. And I and let me let me read to you what I wrote. Let me pull up the email. Every hair on your keyboard. I could go so many different directions with answering that. No, how do you get hair on your keyboard? I don't know. I, I looked down at my keyboard just now, and it's like it looks like it's uh, growing its own hair. Wow. Is that good or bad? It's not good. That's probably not so good. I just have to clean it here. Some, some at least. Shit. You know, I just realized I I didn't send an email. I went to their contact form, and I said something like, uh, "Hey guys, um, I've been on talk, I've been happy with Talk Show ever since 2008, and a lot of people think, and I've been hosting a show, and people think that I sound like the Talk Show Live guy. Um, obviously, that's not me. Can you point me in the right direction and tell me who it is? So, to add to the conspiracy, what do you think the response was? Um, it's a Dallas Goldbug did it. <laughs> no, they have not responded. Now, normally they do respond. Mm. Mm. So the plot thickens, Chris. I wonder if there's anybody at the helm of uh, Talk Shoe anymore. It's like I it's, think, yeah, it hasn't been updated in ages, and it's just kind of, I guess, there on the internet, and that's it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, there are people who run, you know, internet businesses who have never touched it in years. It just keeps making them money. I don't know what their, I mean, I know what their model is because they took away the advertising. They make their money off of the rev share on the long distance fee when you call into talk show. But I can't imagine that that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if. It looks like they have a lot of people that do calls on there, and if they do, if, if this regular long distance charge is being racked up, and, and, and like how much overhead does Talks you have? I mean, storage. So it's basically sitting on a server somewhere, and then there's the cost of uh, storage, which mm-hmm. is cheap nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, they compress the dog crap out of the audio. So it's it's I mean that those five hundred those five hour audios that I do is like a hundred megabytes, which is I don't think that's a whole lot, especially when you get terabyte drives for sixty bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's probably just a little revenue stream for somebody somewhere. 
Well, here's his uh, here's Dave Nelson's LinkedIn page to show you what he's doing now. Let's see. Take a look at that. Put that in the notes. Dave Nelson of TalkShoe. So it looks like he's um, working for Grade Nation. Never heard of that. Let's see, GradeNation.com. He's the talk show president. Well, he's the guy who founded talk show. Allegedly. Is this LinkedIn? Yeah. Their their logo is just in. Yeah. In. Yep. Just like Starbucks, you don't even have to say Starbucks anymore. Say in. In. Managing partner of Grade Nation LLC, an education app and president of Dialogue Consulting Group, LLC, founder and former CEO of TalkShoe, previously co-founded and led co-managed corporation as CEO, sold it to Syndesis in 2005. So, I mean, I could definitely see where the guy sold, you know, the guy sold his business in 2005. Uh-huh. And, and he's like me, he's like, yeah, and I want to, you know, create something that changes the world and, I got $5 million for my sale, and I'll, I'll pump, you know, $500,000 into programming. And back then in 2005, it was probably, you know, $2,000, $2,500 for server capacity for for the amount that's needed. And if it makes money, great. If not, you know, I'm trying to change the world. I could see that. Mm-hmm. You know, when they say it's got NASA technology, see, what these marketers, the Internet marketers do is they just lie, or they'll stretch the truth. They'll say, yeah, you know, we employed NASA technology. So what you do is, you know, if you get your servers from Cisco. That's NASA. That's NASA, right? NASA, you know. Same, so you're saying, same company yeah. they use for their stuff. Yeah. It doesn't mean that's nothing. If you Plus, see. NASA doesn't go okay. to the freaking space, for one thing. Right, right, right. So that's, I mean, if you want to, like, get into the, you know, actual real world that we inhabit, you know. Right. NASA's not going to space. NASA's not putting, um, man, I, you know, all this stuff is on the Internet now, and it just it just bugs me. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it's, I guess it's now a thing where people are seeing all kinds of shit on the surface of Mars. They think that that's actually on Mars. And it's like, there was one, it was like a, it was Obama's, like a, it looks like a bust of Obama sitting on the surface of Mars. <laughs> and I'm like, man, they're, they're just, I, I don't, I guess that's, get, they get their kicks off of doing that, putting that shit in the scenery so mm-hmm. people can find it. It's kind of like a, what was that game, Where's Waldo or something, mm-hmm. where you go and you look at the, so it's it's kind of like a built-in like a, a game. You know how all these bullshit websites they have. You know, if it's a corporate site, they have like little games and hooks and little uh, discount codes and all this other shit to get you to interact with their bullcrap. You know, it's NASA's yeah. the same way. It's like yeah, yeah find the find the uh, spaceman. Uh, find the and then those people are just going crazy seeing shit on Mars. But the squirrel was a real squirrel. Yeah, I, saw I don't that. know if that was to kick it off or, or if there was <laughs> stuff going on before that. But that was a real squirrel laying on the ground. Um, Has to be and, an inside yeah, joke. 
have to but be the whole, inside joke. Yeah, inside joke. I don't know if they may have accidentally kept, because that squirrel is native to the Mojave Desert where they are. Uh, that's where they're filming the hoax right, in the Mojave right. Desert. So right. I don't think that's coincidence. I think that's an actual part of the scenery is the squirrel that's native to the Mojave Desert. That's a good point. That's, yeah, I don't think that's a... I don't think that was a planted. It might have been, but I, I don't. I don't think so. It's just. I mean, it's just what it is. It's. It's a picture of a, the Mojave Desert with uh, one of the Mojave Desert inhabitants, which happens to be the uh, uh, some species of ground squirrel. Yeah, and that's why I'm so excited about the future because you have so many people now knowing that things are not as they seem that there's so many more eyeballs that people are picking up on stuff. I mean, it was just you and me and a handful of people, t uh, 2008, you know, screaming about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And now you have so many eyeballs looking at this that you see, you know, with that Noah Posner in Pakistan thing. I mean, I wouldn't have caught that because I'm not watching the news anymore. You put the link to the Snopes explanation for that? From last Which, week. Uh, yeah, did you hear me talking about last time? It's yeah. Like a, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, uh, yeah, that's plausibly deniable enough to, you know. No, I disagree. You know, I'll tell you why. I don't. No, I, I think it's. I think that's not a, a good explanation for it all. But yeah. No, the plausible deniability is that uh, it was something like uh, it was photoshopped, right? Well, that was thrown out there. Yeah, that somebody had uh, altered the image on their. And then put it up there as like an example of, uh, you know, fakery. And then it was, oh, it was like they were um, showing how it was like another school shooting. So they showed all these like similarity type of things. But no, that can't be it either because they actually named the person as the victim with a name. Did you know that? Uh, oh, no. Uh -uh. Where do you yeah. get that from? You all right, got it in the chat. Damn, where can I find that? Um, well, if you go back to that post, Hoaxbusters, call.blogspot.com. That was really funny about that uh, BBC article that just says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, by the way, yeah. Yeah, and then, but, you know, but nothing, just no explanation of why that possibly might have been. Mm -hmm. Snopes. I think Snopes, I don't know who exactly they are. They're purported to be some couple that lives in, I don't know, some nondescript town somewhere that just started this site. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. And then, um, which may or may not be, I, I mean, that's, that site, just looking at it, um, if, if, if they're trying to tell me that's only two people that's keep maintaining that site, I don't believe it. But um, so maybe that job, maybe the job of that site is to is just to come up with some plausibly deniable thing for stuff like that and to put it out there and to make it sound like it can be halfway reasonable for the non thinking person that's not going to think too much further about it. They just want to go there and they want to have something to latch onto and say, see, this is where that's wrong because Snopes said a lot of people quote Snopes for some reason. Well, it's interesting. I was going to bring this up, but I did not know Alex Jones actually carried this story. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I got a 
clip that John sent me about Alex Jones talking about Sandy Hook. Have you heard that? I'd play that right now because he he mentions that in this clip that sure. I have. Sure. Um, I have it. I have it right here. Let me go ahead and play it. But you know how after Sandy Hook, it's like every other person Can you hear that? seems to think everything's yep. a total hoax. Okay. And I know that's not what you think. But what I'm curious about is, do you think that there's a new level of sophistication with a lot of these false flags where they plant a couple of pieces of, you know, flimsy evidence that get everybody talking and steer them in the wrong direction? Um, so, like... To make it, to make yeah, when you're trying to, to, I mean, decipher cloak and dagger, dirty tricks, it, it's pretty hard to do. It's just that when you then you learn that they were funded by Western funding, the, then you learn that it was the same Amarillo Lockheed connection underwear bomber. Then those are big red flags that they were patsy provocateurs. The classic MO has been followed, and then yeah, it kind of becomes a red herring, you know, to say the whole thing was staged because they have staged events before. But then you learn the school had been closed and reopened, and you got video of the kids going in circles in and out of the building, and they don't call the rescue choppers for two hours, and then they tear the building down and seal it, and they, they get caught using blue screens, and uh, a, a email by Bloomberg comes out in the lawsuit where he's telling his people, get ready in the next 24 hours to capitalize on a shooting. Uh, yeah, so Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. I couldn't believe it at first. I knew they had actors there, clearly, but I thought they killed some real kids. And it just shows how bold they are that they clearly used actors. I mean, they even ended up using photos of kids killed in mass shootings here in a fake mass shooting in Turkey. So, yeah, uh, or, or, or Pakistan. The sky is now the limit. I appreciate your call. Yep. Yep, sky is now the limit. Well, it's been the limit. That's He's just now, I guess, having to admit it or, I don't know. He just comes right out, comes right out with it. Here, type in this, uh, do a search for this name right here I just sent to you. Yeah, you can't deny that Sandy Hook was just total bullcrap. Oh, you know when, like, people who call me a conspiracy theorist, like, come up to me and say, you know, you might be right about Sandy Hook. You know it's bad if that's going on. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people say that. That I wouldn't have thought in a million years they would be on board with this stuff, but they say, yeah, Sandy Hooks was a fake. I said, oh, yeah, really, yeah. You put something in the chat? I put two, first name, last name. Oh. That is allegedly what Noah Posner's name was when he died in Pakistan. Who's Zaifa Hooks Aifa. And I actually have seen different names, like starting with S's. I put that in quotes. Maybe. <laughs> wow. Now let me tell you about Snopes. The reason why I didn't mention Snopes in more detail last week when we spoke is because Alex Jones mentioned it, like I said, on his website. Now, what's interesting 
is that Snopes, according to Google, and you know where I'm going to go with this, right? Snopes posted about this before it happened. Before Sno it happened? Sno you mean before the Pakistan shooting? Yeah, no, before it was revealed by that source that I listed last week. Now, again, the problem with, and I've talked to, I did a video about this, the problem with going into Google's cache is that it doesn't necessarily post the found date. It, it's weird, and I forget what it comes up with. But either way, the way I look at it is Snopes is a military operation because, think about it, how is it that this little blogger found this Pakistanian connection and before he published those results, Snopes had an article debunking it. So let's say Snopes came out with it the same day or the next day or a week later. What is Snopes, you know, the godfather of debunking everything? How in the world will it get on his radar screen the same day, the next day, even a week from some little blogger that no one's ever heard of before? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That just tells me how they, the military, knows everything. When people say that we give them too much credit about what they know about us, how fast they work, uh, this is a perfect example. awareness. Yes, it's a it's an ex it's a perfect example of how it's instant. It's on the radar screen for them instantly, and they are in debunk mode instantly. They have a Snopes record before it was even published. But again, let's say that that was some clairvoyance by Google's algorithm. It, I know it was the same day it came out. It says on their site, well, whoever site this is, the Snopes.com website was founded by Barbara and David Mickelson, who live and work in Los Angeles area. So I was wrong about that. It's uh, Los Angeles, whatever. Uh what they began in 1995 as an expression of their shared interest in researching urban legends has since grown into what is widely regarded by folklorists, journalists, and laypersons alike as one of the World Wide Web's essential resources. I was going to say, I was going to say authority. I thought they, you were going to say the word authority on this. Yeah, it says resources, but I was like, why is it a, or it is like a, an authority though. It is mm -hmm. like what I mean. It's the official. Authorized debunker, debunking. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's on Snopes, then it's debunked. Right. Like that's debunked. Like that's like uh, we were talking about. Like what 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 will possibly come out to debunk it? And I was saying, well, I'm certainly there's going to be something. They're going to come up with something. Like it, it could be just remotely plausible. I mean, even though see, and then just you know, a lie by omission, you leave out the 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 fact. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure it's a fact, but. But, you know, I, you're saying it, and, and, and it's out there that they actually had this, a different name for him, and they has, that totally shoots that down in, in flames. Yeah, they had a victim name for him. If he's right. got a victim name, then that's, that's, that is just total, wrong, totally wrong. Right, so when I was listening to you and John discussing him, I was screaming at my, my car radio. I was like, oh, I can't wait for Wednesday, because <laughs> now there's a victim name. Yeah, but then you know it's it's uh, um, debunked. 
It's DeMont. It's on Snopes, so that's that's good enough for most people. Who said that? Uh, I don't listen to Joe Rogan much, but uh, I think last time I was listening to him, he said, oh, yeah, that shit's on Snopes. That's debunked. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? He's a total shill, though, man. Gotta, I cannot listen to him. I, I cannot listen to that he's guy. A, he's paid, man. He's paid off, and he, he he's a shill, dude. I, I, it's like, I yeah, I can't listen to him anymore either. By the way, that Snopes, that Snopes um, has been changed. Here, take a look. I'll, I'll send you the link again. I just noticed this. Because oh, you know how... Snopes it, entry. Yeah, they've changed it. You know how it'll say, you know, not true, false, true, sort of true. Let's see if you catch what they have now. <laughs> it's just... This is retarded, man. Snopes. It... But, I mean, according to the site, it's it's like some couple, and they're doing it as, it became, it was like sort of their hobby, and then now it's like the essential resource. Uh, it says they have over 15 years' experience as professional researchers and writers, so what? Yeah, um, there's your number, number 15. Yeah, oh, right. Uh, <clears throat> they have created... In Snopes.com, what has become regarded as an online touchstone of rumor research. Why is it? A, it okay, no reason why, just that it has become that. I the just looked up their stats. I'm sorry, I interrupted. I'll tell you after you go. Keep going. No, go ahead. It's, uh, I don't, yeah. 4.8 million unique visits. And anytime you go to compete.com and get that, because I have... I have I, I have clients who who are on compete and I have their exact stats right down to the, to the last visitor and it's typically off by about four hundred to five hundred percent. So we, what we do is we always multiply it times four. So they literally have twenty million unique visitors a month. Little old mom and pop website. I would love to call them mm -hmm. and do a phone call. That would be a good call. If uh, yeah, if anybody listening to this knows how to hawk down their number, I tried and uh, couldn't find nothing. I couldn't find uh, an actual phone number. Maybe I don't. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. I could contact them through their web submission form, I guess, and see if they would be willing to do an interview. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I could try it. I don't know. Well, um, I have a number. You have a number you, for them? You didn't contact me, Chris. Very disappointed. No, well, I don't I'm have... Putting, when I say I'm putting it out there, that includes... It's me. Anyone. There you go. Uh, no, they have private registration, so... Um, oh, you went to their... Who is? Who is. Nice. But it's private registration. By the way, a little marketing, internet marketing tip, never do private registration for a multitude of reasons, unless you're trying to hide something. So, yeah, if you look at the, at the, at new, the updated entry on Snopes for this Noah Posner thing, do you, do you notice the change? Uh... 
don't see where they noted that they updated it, or did they just change it without telling? Well, if you go down the bottom, it says last updated January 8th, 2014. But if you look at the top, it'll say claim. It says claim Sandy Hook victim shooting. Noah Posner was pictured among those killed, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I first went there, it didn't say claim. It said like half true. So now it's a claim. That means it's not not true. It's a claim. Let me look at the cash. Yeah, let's. I was just going to do that. And by the way, I always use Yahoo Cash. It seems to be a little behind the times. But let me do the Google one first. Of course, there isn't one for Google. I bet you, I bet you, Snopes has it so that it has an arrangement with Google where you can't do it. I'm looking at the archive.org. That's too, and it's not in there either. Yeah. If you go to Yahoo and try it. Uh, no. Yeah, it's too soon. Yahoo Cash. It's not there. Nope. A anyway, so they're not saying it's not true. If it was not true, it'd say not true. It says claim. So there's your lying by omission again. You know what I thought too? It's like, why would this be done though? This doesn't really. I mean, something stinks about this whole thing. I mean, beyond just what it looks like on the surface. I mean, now, let me just ask you: What is your analysis of this as far as what do you think happened? Like, how do they how do they end up using his picture over there? Well, that's interesting to say because uh, in listening to you. And John Adams' talk, John wanted to know what I thought about the whole Paul McCartney thing. And I think, you know, I always talk about it being conspiracy candy. It's not if it's Paul McCartney or not, it's the why. Why Why are we being lied or why is this put out there? That, that really concerns me. You know, how does this improve my life? Uh, that's what I always think now. How does knowing what this information is going to do, how does it improve my life? So when you ask me why, what's going on here, you know, I look at the, for example, on that Snopes thing, if you look at the last picture on the bottom, you see a series of different pictures being held up. Do you see that? Yeah. All right, so you see the Noah Posner being held up by some woman who looks Pakistani. And I asked, I, I asked last week, isn't that her mom or some representative? Right? But if you go down to the picture with the guy who looks like Justin, Tinder, Justin Timberlake with the glasses on, you see that? down at the bottom where there's a guy with sunglasses on? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that guy looks American, too. So then the question is, have they been doing this for decades and no one has caught on? That's really the question. In other words... And the reason why this stuff's popping up like this is because so many, so many people's eyes are on it now. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, I just went into that last call about the history of this stuff. I mean, it, it, this has been going on. Photo fakery and using photographs to tell lies in the press has gone on from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Even in the when they were using engraving because they didn't have the technology to print photographs in the newspaper, the, the engravings were forged and fabricated and uh, showed stuff that wasn't there and all that. Mm -hmm. The illustrations. Mm -hmm. And then you get into this whole kind of 
gray area of what is a photograph, what's the difference between a photograph and an illustration? Because you can, um, you know, there's there these kind of arbitrary boundaries that are you'd have to put up in order to like say oh yeah you can crop a photo but you can't crop it and then give a different impression of what's going on or you know who makes these rules and who and remember i called the guy from the ap the public relations guy yeah about the xf data yeah yeah about the xf data and the only thing, I, I, it's been a while ago, so I can't remember exactly how the conversation went, but I, if I remember right, the gist of it was the guy was like, um, yeah, we have uh, rules in place governing it. But he wouldn't give any kind of specifics whatsoever. Yeah. And I kept pushing him and pushing him. Get, you know, what specifics? Like what, you know, do you stop at cropping and then color adjustment? Or can you do some compositing? Can you do some? He he wouldn't do. He wouldn't touch any of those subjects at all. Right. I thought that was one of the probably more revealing calls that I, that I was I've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was going to compliment you. We're going to go another tangent here. You're on a roll because you're what you said to John about television and protesting. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was like this year, you know, each year I have this like, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't think about that. Wow, didn't I, why didn't I think of that first? That, you got me on all three of those when you said that. For those who didn't hear it, I'll see if I can summarize it. You basically said that we are being trained by the culture creation industry, movies, TV, newspaper, books, etc., on how to protest in a way that is not a threat to the people in power. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to my wife about that uh, dinner last night. And I said, I said, I, 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 we, we always like to play true or false. <laughs> and it's always true, especially when it comes to the fakery stuff. So I'm like, when it comes to protesting, what are we supposed to do? And they didn't understand where I was going. And I said, you know, what does the television give us the impression we should do? And finally she got it. She's like, you know, protest. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, if, if we're upset about something, if the, if, if a community is upset about something, what are we supposed to do? And finally, I've eventually got to the point. But she walked down the line that you were describing to John. How basically on television they tell you, you know, you get a sign, you go down with a bunch of friends, and you circle a building and you hold up your sign, and and then you go home. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what we've been trained to do. Yeah, yeah. So when you ask me, like, is this? You know, Beatles, Paul McCartney thing real is, you know, what do you think about this Pakistan thing? You know, I, I don't like to I no longer get like to look at that kind of stuff anymore because it doesn't improve my life. What you said about the protesting thing totally improves my life because it it helps make me make better decisions when something comes down the road. If I get in trouble, if I do need to protest, if I want to protest. Because now that's going to improve my life. I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm trying to figure out how knowing whether Paul McCartney's a double or not is going to improve my life like that. How you know it's conspiracy candy, no doubt. It's entertaining, but you know what? I've got 29 Christmases left. If my you know the average person lives to 76, I got 29 Christmases left. I ain't got time trying to figure out whether Paul McCartney McCartney is a stunt is a double or not. But that pro- that protesting thing, huge. I mean, that really was very uh, 
just amazing. Just amazing that you said it, and it's amazing how they've done it to us all of our lives. And no one can, and no one can deny it. It's undebunkable, isn't it? I mean, we just take it for granted that that's what we're supposed to do. And that's from our training. That's our from our conditioning. I mean, I've, I look at things now... And I've I've said this multiple times. I go in, uh, you know, talk about um, civilization mm-hmm. and what that means. I mean, if you look up the definition of it, like we were talking about this last time, is that yep. it, it's it is it tells you what it is. It's it's the it, it includes it. It's 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 identified by um, the domestication of humans and and animals we're domesticated we're we're a domesticated product like what purpose do we serve other than if you're a domesticated product you're sort of a uh well you're like a pet you're like a you're an object you're a you could say slave you're 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 something other than what you were born to be as far as i'm concerned i don't think we're born to be slaves. I don't I don't think this is the natural order of things. I don't think it's always been the natural order of things. I think this is a a, a, a somewhat relatively uh, recent development or something that's kind of sporadically appears at times maybe in history or something. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do believe that, that we are literally in a type of farm operation. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, the the Matrix movie is pretty good, you know, loosely as an analogy, you know, for what what it, it, what the nature of reality is. Like, you know, the, in the movie, they it's some sort of fictional world of robots running everything, and then they extract human energy, you know, f- biological energy to run their machine system. But, you know, the analogy, I think, fit, if it's fitting, I think that's... That's true to to one degree or another in that we're like a we're like a directed energy source. I, I that that word directed energy now is being thrown around as you know this sort of mysterious sort of you know free energy system that may or may not exist. And then Judy Wood say, oh, that's what the brought the towers down. But no, if you if you know what's going on, then you know that the the directed energy is us. Yeah, we're we're directed energy for the so-called elite or whoever you want to call them. That's what we are. It's like if you think that through for a minute. Let's say, oh, I got a pellet stove. Well, I gotta I gotta go and I gotta put the pellets in it, and I get warmth out of it. So whatever you know, and that's kind of a a basic energy input output. I put something in there that's fuel. I get heat back out. Um, but it requires me to go and put the pellets in. It's like, what if I had a robot that can do that? Or what if I could that that's a little bit better. Yeah, that's a little bit better. But what if I what if I had a self-maintaining robot that ate part of the went out and got the pellets and ate part of the pellets and stuck part of the pellets in the stove and the stove just kept going, I didn't have to think about it. Well, that's even better yet. But we're guess who the robot is? Me. I'm yep. the robot. You're the robot. We 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 self-replicate. Mm-hmm. We go do our little slave jobs. We're happy to go get our little groceries and our little shit and our little slave bottles and stuff. We're perfectly content to reward ourselves at the end of our workday with our little slave bobble rewards, little 
little screens and stuff we could tap with our fingers or whatever makes us happy. Maybe a maybe a a, a, a parasail or some whatever. I don't know what a quadcopter or whatever. You know, there's this little sleigh bobble to keep us happy. Mm-hmm. At the end of the month, we buy and reward ourselves, and then. But you know, we're we're the little robot. We keep pellets in the stove and stuff, and that, and then it's a self. It's it's a it's a it's a directed energy system that's been set up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's like most people in it don't even realize that they're slaves. I mean, they're happy if they are. If they are, I was listening to something earlier. They were talking about. When they tried to set the slaves loose at Harper Ferry, I don't, I don't know, I wasn't there, but they said that like they tried to emancipate the slaves. We mm-hmm. were talking about Harper's Ferry not too long ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they said the slaves wouldn't, they wouldn't leave the masters. They, they loved it. And then you think about it, and say, oh, you want these people who have been cared for and have everything lined out for them to all of a sudden go and compete in the big bad world of. Uh, capitalism and fend for yourself and competition and all that it's like they didn't want to leave slavery they loved their masters they loved their slavery we're just in a different version of that same thing yeah i live with people who love their slavery (laughs) oh yeah plenty of people just love their slavery they and and then you start talking about this kind of stuff we're talking about they they they'll get mad at you they'll get pissed they won't get mad they'll get pissed oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes down to the meaning of life. Like when I when I re- was reading the definition of civilization with you, it reinforced, which might be a little bit different than the way you think, my meaning of life, which is nothing. There, it's absolutely nothing. We are you know, worker bees. We're slaves, and knowing that that there's really nothing greater to our life, and I'm speaking for myself. You know, it really changed my life for the better because now I think of myself first and others second. And I'm able to provide to others better now because of that, where before up until that point, I was always told that, you know, if you take care of everyone around you first and then yourself last, that's the way to do it. Uh-huh. And I don't. And, you know, as they say in the airplane, and James Altucher talks about this, you know, if you're going down and the air masks come down, they, they, the instructions are put the mask on yourself first and then on your child. And that's the way I look at life now. Now, some people, are, a lot of people are going to think that's selfish. Mm-hmm. What, what can I say? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, um, you know, knowing that I'm a worker bee and that's all there is for me has completely changed my life around. I mean, I just enjoy the heck out of life now. Uh, Compared to before, where I didn't, and I was trying to help other people, they didn't want help. How can you, how can you help someone who doesn't even want help themselves? How many people are like that? Do you know, like lots, right? They don't even love themselves. How can you possibly care for them if they don't even love themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's like, what, what can you do, and what is your obligation to them anyway? Yeah, I mean, it's like someone. Uh, hopefully we'll get to this in our call tonight, but there's someone who I reached out to who I thought I admired. He was the only person in Internet marketing that I thought I could admire. I thought he was very transparent and honest, and his wife had been diagnosed with brain cancer. So I reached out to him, and I said, um, before she goes to get that medical treatment, you might want to consider this. And I sent a link to an alternative that wasn't, you know, medical, 
And uh, he got pissed off at me and didn't speak to me since. Hmm. Which just boggles my mind. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget when I... I did this thing called the $10,000 marketing tip of the day. Every day I would send out an email newsletter. And I talked about how thrilled I was with, you know, Diet Coke because yeah, I was losing, I thought I was losing weight and blah, blah, blah. And, and one of my subscribers emailed me back and, you know, wasn't even nice about it. She's like, you know, that's killing you and this and that. And I admit that I, I was just like this person I was talking about. I was defensive. When she wrote back like that and, um, you know, try to reach out and help me, I didn't take that advice well. It's because I didn't love myself. Now I do. But back then I didn't. So I get it. I completely get it. So, you know, we're trying to help people who don't like themselves. If you liked yourself, you'd be like, please tell me, I, I want to look at all the options before I cut my brain open. Mm -hmm. wouldn't, yeah. you want to, wouldn't you want that? Wait, I'm going to cut my brain open, and you've got something that, you know, is baking soda, and I'll, I can try it for a couple of days and see, well, okay, sure. But it, I think it helps, though, to, if we examine this stuff, and then we kind of gra get a grasp on, on how uh, thorough the mind control and stuff is, and how what links that is uh, gone to to get people to, you know, buy into the system, you know, mm -hmm. and how that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it, you know, you're born into it. So I like, you can't help it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't ever remember making a decision where and when or, or even to be born, you know, I mean, I don't, but you know, I'm, I, I am thankful for life, you know, being alive. But, um, you know, I don't feel responsible for the way, the condition that the the world is in. Well, I'm, I'm processing that. I don't you feel don't... responsible for this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel responsible that, um, you know, most people in this culture tune into the television and um, believe the bullshit that's on there. I don't feel responsible for that. I don't feel responsible for fluoride being in the water. I don't feel responsible for uh, all the pollutants and stuff that's in the food and in the air and all that. I don't feel responsible for any of that. I'm just that, trying to. That out. was all going on when I was born. That the the moon hoax. The year I was born, they they were pulling the moon hoax. So how did I have anything to do with that? I don't no, have but what, anything I, to do with it. I don't know if the I don't know if the right word is being used. When you say you don't feel responsible, you mean you don't feel guilty about falling for it? No, I don't. I don't. I didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Right. Yeah. Of course. Not. Of course not. I had yeah, no. Not. Yeah. yeah. So it it and all, and all of this and 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 a lot more. I mean, just like you know, we're talking about the birth process and all that and how. <laughs> You know, you get circumcised, you get, uh, you know, shot up with inoculations, you get you get war waged on you as soon as you're born, practically. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's practically oh, yeah. full-born. Yeah, like, and then you get taken away from your mother. You don't have, like, a natural bonding experience or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I look at, you know, how I, how, I, how I grew up and everything. It's like, man, I, did, I mean... I. I don't blame my parents. I don't blame sex. But when 
I I, I kind of look back and I look at you know I, my own kind of emotional problems and stuff like that. I said, yeah, Chris, man, you never really had any real parents. I mean, I'm not saying that as a slam to my mother or a slam to my father, but. But as much as I can assess of what was going on when I was a kid and stuff like that, it's like they were like kids themselves. They weren't grown adults taking responsibility. They got divorced as soon as things got tough, and and then fuck fuck it, I'm going home. I'm going to mom. My mom came back here. My dad stayed in California and all that shit. It's like okay, you got two kids. Why you know? It's like nah, they just fucking they're selfish, fucking self centered. My my dad went and got him another girlfriend, and it's like it's like uh. Yeah, my my both my parents were these selfish, self-centered fucking babies. Mhm. Me too. And yeah, and it's like that wasn't my fault. Right. I didn't ask for any of that bullshit. Right. And um but you know, I I was always like painfully socially awkward in school and stuff. I like hated myself. Uh I felt just, you know, really sensitive and really um like a social cripple, you know. It's like, well, that that came out of my household upbringing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's and then some people, oh, you're blaming, you're blaming your parents for it. It's like, no, nah, I I took on a bunch of fucking responsibility for myself, and I didn't like lay around and feel sorry for myself. Shit, I had I always had always was working, always doing stuff, and I was always trying to better myself and stuff. And I was always whatever I thought was the way to do that. You know, I always tried. You know, so I and I never never became like a heroin addict or anything like that, or you know. So I, I but but you know, to kind of um, say what the point of it is, is saying that it's like, well, the condition of the way things are, I can like take that too and say, well, I don't I don't really blame my parents because that's kind of they were. They came into this world too, and things were already screwed up when they came into it. So, um, you know, just how screwed up are things? You know, so when you get a kind of grasp of like, okay, you're being scientifically dumbed down, you're being scientifically uh, manipulated on so many different levels that you shouldn't you shouldn't be down on yourself for being fucked up. Um, to a point, and we talked about this before. I mean, you 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 always seem surprised that it's been so long since I've seen a movie uh, that I've paid for a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when it when you snap out of this and you see what's going on, why yeah. would you go to a movie? Why would you pay for propaganda against you? So it's to a point. Yeah, my parents to a point are not at fault with this, but uh-huh. when you give them an endless parade of evidence showing them, which is not debunkable, by the way, yeah, and and they refuse to take a... They won't even look at it. My mother-in-law was here couple, uh, three, three weeks ago, and we went at it again, and I was talking about how, you know, I put down this big folder about vaccines, about the dangers of vaccines, and you wouldn't even look at it. I said that. You wouldn't even look at it, which was, A, rude... Mm-hmm. And B, you know, you're trying to convince me to t- have my sons go get vaccinated. You've got no proof except that you trust doctors. And she repeated mm-hmm. that again. And I've got all this other proof saying that I shouldn't stay clear of doctors. They're the number four, you know, number four in the list of deaths every year in the United States. Side effects of um, 
Prescription medications are the number one killer. Doctor's number four. So I've got this evidence, and you've got, well, I just, I trust them. That's all I got. Hello? And you're not at fault for, come on. I mean, it's it's to a point where it's not their fault, but then there's a point where it's like, you know what? There's a tipping point here, Mm. and it is your fault. Because you're using, you're getting all um, emotional about this, and you're not thinking logically about it. And logic always wins out. Uh-huh. That's the way I look at it. I don't, I can't possibly see how emotion ever wins when it comes to making good, good choices. If you look at all the bad choices that people make throughout the history of history, mm-hmm. it always comes down to making bad emotional choices. Now, sometimes there is logical, of course, there's logical fallacies, like owning a home is a good investment. That's a logical fallacy because it, yeah, ties, then, into, it ties into emotion. Then it's, then it's like uh, it, you have, you know, responsibility to, um, you know, not, not to engage in stuff that is, you know, you know, it's out there and it's harmful and all that. But, uh, you know, there's, you know, going to doctors, going to movies, doing doing stuff that, you know, is is uh, going to uh, work against you, you know, normally, or in most cases. Um, no, it, it it's, it's, uh, it's not that cut, I mean, there's not a lot of things that aren't that cut and dry, but I mean, yeah, you have your own, sure, you have your own responsibility to not um you know add to the um or perpetuate the bad the bad and harmful stuff you know um but then you have a responsibility too not to take it on upon all upon yourself and 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 feel uh and feel like that um and i and i guess you know to reemphasize, I mean, I, I've had like you know, real like self-esteem problem and stuff like that. Like where, you know, I, I you know, I, I look at everything like being my fault and stuff like that when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I've taken about my oh, like, my parents' divorce was you know I had something to do with it or whatever. I always felt this guilt, you know, this powerful, overwhelming like guilt. Oh, with like the, the divorce was your fault? Or I don't know what exactly goes on. If, if I if I did, I probably wouldn't be. You know, I probably wouldn't have these problems. But you know, it's like just this kind of feeling guilty for no reason, though. And then, but see, I I notice this too in other people. It's like, um, it's a it's a cultural thing that's really really I think more widespread than people realize. It's it because when they get in trouble for something that is not even a crime. Like these so-called victimless crimes. Let's say mm-hmm. you smoking um, pot, smoking pot, or um, not Jay- having your tags on your truck. Uh, yeah, jaywalk, jaywalking, jaywalking, or something like that. You'll notice that people feel ashamed. Like yeah, I feel yeah. bad. Like uh, um, that's that's conditioning, man. That's like that is like uh, your Stockholm syndrome or yep. whatever the hell. And so people are like psych- psychologically fucked up. So turn it off. One degree or the other. So turn it off. (laughs) It's simple. Turn it off. Don't go to the movies. Don't watch the television. Don't read the newspaper. Don't read books. But you know what? I mean, I don't do that. I mean, I watch movie. I watch a movie. um, 
and I was I'm debating whether or not I even should watch it for analytical purposes. I mean, I watched one yesterday, and then it was because um, I'm working on this documentary. I'm just like compiling stuff. So like, I, so if there's a movie that's of a certain subject, and I think that there'll be something in there to use, I'll, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I watched this movie, and there, yeah, sure enough, there was something in there. I was like, holy crap! That was like exactly what I was talking about. The same subject it had all this stuff in there. It's like that. That'd be great to put in this documentary I'm working on, but uh, except it's still, gonna, it's still gonna affect you though. Well, not only that, and also they'll probably take your video down because you're, you know, a lot of people think with this fair use you can use only seven seconds, five seconds, three seconds of a clip. Mm-hmm. No, no. If you use one second of a clip, you can get a DMCA takedown notice. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, if you. Another thing that people don't understand either is that there there is a way to handle that, and I and um, I had this discussion I think with Brian. You know, he's he was he said that he Brian Stavely said you know I, he's put videos up and he had him pull them down. And I said, well, yeah, I've had the same thing happen, but you don't just passively sit back and let them take your video down. You because they send you a thing. They said this is a copyright. You respond back and say this is you know I. I've used that clip, but it's fair use. You Mm -hmm. have to kind of have an understanding of too of what that means. Like you Mm -hmm. can't just put, which, which, which is of course it's selectively enforced. But like, from my experience, I don't know about everybody else's, but I hear this a lot that people complain about this. Oh, they pulled my video down, Um, but I never get to ask them. Is like, oh, did you tell them that it's fair use? Because um, I've had that happen to me twice, and both times I come back with them and I said, "Hey, fair use. Hey, I'm yeah, I'm using a like I got Iron Man. Every the whole fucking video is Iron Man, but uh, but I but I point and they took it down, and I said that's fair use. I said I'm commenting on it the whole time that it's on there. Mm-hmm. I said I'm it's social commentary. I'm commenting on a film, mm-hmm. and um, that's why I'm using it. And um, the next day they they, they but it, it was back up. Mm. I don't know if people do. I don't think people do that. I don't think people challenge them on it. And that, that goes back to what I say, you know, like, and that's funny. You bring that up, Marcus, because that's another problem. It's like with this court and with like all this other shit, nobody calls them out on their shit. Yeah. They just yeah. sit back and complain. Well, I got a ticket. Well, I got my shit pulled down. Well, they're, they're persecuting me. No, you come back at them. You say, right. fuck no. This is your fucking law. This is what your fucking law says. It's like when I got the seatbelt ticket, I said, here's what your fucking law says. And I show it to them. And they say, well, you're right. Is a lot of this going on because people do not even want to give them any kind of pushback at all? I think that's true, too. No, it's bullying. It's legal yeah. bullying. That's all. People that are awake, I mean, awake to a lot of this shit, they don't push back. It's mm-hmm. like fucking start pushing back. See for that, fuck's that sake. that's what I liked what you said with the solution about protesting. You talked about the phone stuff, the phone protest, right? Yeah, but I, I it's like I, you're the, like the I think this is the first time I've heard anybody like say, "Oh yeah, that's right," you know, because normally I, I mean I don't get any kind of feedback from that. No, I gave you feedback last week too. It was great, and you're like that's why I said you're on a no, roll. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like, the phone protest is, like, you know, that, or, like, a, uh, a drive-the-speed-limit protest. 
you know, they don't teach you on TV how to protest the right way because, of course, the people who are pulling off this shit also run the TV. So, of course, they're not. It's like a cop writing their own speeding ticket. So, yeah, what you do is, if this is perfectly legal, is you go the speed limit around New York City, around the Council on Foreign Relations. And I guarantee you shit would change if enough people did that. You wouldn't need a lot of people either. Just drive the speed limit around the Council on Foreign Relations. <laughs> Try the speed limit. Around the Council of Foreign Relations. That, you don't need to hold a sign up in Washington, D.C. about the Council on Foreign Relations. You drive around their building. The speed limit. Nothing they can do. You do that, and, and you set up a website, and you say, I'm the leader of the we drive around the Council of Foreign Relations dot com, blah, blah, blah. And we, you know, we know what the fuck you're doing to us. Did you hear about this new um, governor in Rhode Island? Uh, no. Uh -uh. She apparently is a, a CFR stooge. And it's funny because everyone's outraged. Oh, she's CFR. And I wanted to come in and say, everyone's CFR. They're all CFR. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Movie stars and shit are CFR now. Yeah. I guess they always have, but I don't... <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, so, to get back to what you're saying is, yes, we've been trained to do to make all the wrong decisions. When people say, oh, my God, I've got a cloud. Like my mom would used to say to me when I was a sheep, she'd be like, man, you got a dark cloud over your head. Everything that you do is wrong. And she was right. But she didn't teach me why. That's what I now know. And now I try to go back to her. That's why I don't talk to her anymore. I said, this is all, all the reasons why you made bad decisions, I made bad decisions. You know, everything is a bad decision because we've been trained to make bad decisions. She don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. you're, you're a conspiracy theorist. Can't you just be normal? Can't you talk about stuff that's not controversial? You, should hear, how many times, you should hear how many times I, I get that. Can't you talk about stuff that's not controversial? Who's saying this? Everyone who doesn't yeah. talk to me anymore, my mother-in-law, you know, we don't know what to we don't know what to talk to you about anymore. Because then I get mad. It's like I literally set ground rules. I said if you come into my house, because uh, I had a big blow up. Like I went into my house, I, I forget what it was. Everyone had their head down. Like my extended family, my wife said, oh, they all had their head down when I came in the door. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I I said, what the hell's going on? Why why does everyone have their head down when I walk in my own house? Yeah. And well, we don't know what to talk to you about. We, you know, we don't know. To, I've said I do three hours every week, and, and I also did my other stuff, which I don't do anymore. We talk for three hours, then I do another one for three hours. Sometimes I do a guest one for an hour. So I talk seven hours a week. You don't know what to talk to me about? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, but uh, it's all controversial and negative. Okay, what's, what's wrong with that? You know, I. That's that's something that reminds me of something there. What you said, it's like, oh, it's controversial. It's like we we want to avoid any anything that makes anybody feel uncomfortable. Or um, I was listening to this interview with like Lynn Horowitz. You know him, right? Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, he said he sounds he's, he's like he sounds like he brings up a lot of good stuff. But then you know it's kind of this like new agey. Mm -hmm. stuff and don't, uh, don't be negative Chris 
Yeah, don't be negative. And, like, we need to get on the love frequency and get away from the fear frequency. And because we're living in the, on the, it's like, like, fear is bad, love is good, and we need to just, like, be love, love, love. And then, like, he's, you know, quoting, I don't, he didn't, he's, he, he's talking about John Lennon's Imagine stuff, you know, and then, you know, then there's a Beatles song, like, All You Need Is Love. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. It's like, you have a full range of, as a human being, you have a full range of emotions. Fear is one of them. Fear is not bad. No. Fear is good. It's a survival mechanism. Yeah, it's your survive. It's like that's the problem with people is that, okay, yeah, we're in, we're being kept in like sort of this undercurrent of fear, perpetual state of fear, you know. But do we want to lose all fear? I don't. Birds who do die. Yeah, you die. <laughs> you fucking die. You're dinner. Yeah, you lose all yeah anything out there like a alley cat or something. Soon, the minute it loses all fear of everything, the fucking thing is dead. Mm-hmm. It's like I, yeah, I don't want I, yeah I want I want to have my all my natural instincts and emotions. As a matter of fact, I, I if anything, I feel like I uh, they're stunted. Like I want them, I, 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 but I want them all to function and I want them to all work and fear anger all of them i want them to work mm-hmm. and uh the new agey shit says fear is bad nick mark is still talking about this controversial uh, making me feel bad or scary it's like fuck be a goddamn adult try that out and that's that's the other thing too is that i always pick they always tell me i picked the wrong time to talk about this stuff right well, the only time that I see the people who I don't talk to is always at the wrong time because it's the holidays, right? Or it's when they're rushing out to pick up my son and, you know, go have fun with him. And I'm like, hey, can we talk about that? Why do you have to pick this time? I'm like, well, you pick a time. What time is good for you to talk about this? And it's never a good time. So they're just – they're fearful. It's – it's the, you know, they can't handle the truth. It's so true. They don't want to know that they like – They perfect slave is the one who thinks they're not a slave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're perfect slaves. They like it. And, I, you know, one foot in, one foot out, Chris, we've talked about forever. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's so it, – oh, you're you – know, we don't know what to talk to you about. So I, t- I set some rules. I said um, I don't want to talk about the weather. That's the only th- that's the only safe thing they think they can talk to me about is the weather. <laughs> no, you tell them. And I go, next rad. No. <laughs> <laughs> show them. Oh yeah, let me show you some next rad stuff. The weather is even fake. <laughs> show so them I, that. Uh... So I I sat them I sat her down. I said, I want when you come to my house, you can smile at me, you can nod at me, and that's it. If you don't have anything to talk about with me except the weather, I just want you to smile and nod. That's what's come down to. I've been a total dick. I have to be a dick about it. Yeah. I know, man. My house. Yeah. It's my house. They come in my house with their head down because they love my children. They they, they adore my children, but me, holy. But my children are me. They don't understand that the reason why my children are damn awesome is because they've been trained by me. 
How is it that you are so happy with one set of people and despise me? It's, it's yeah. amazing. They I like, am. They like the product of it, you know, the product of like the it being yeah. truthful with your children and telling them true stuff. Well, no, see, I actually I got in trouble because I, I don't go to school functions. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, you said that before. So I got in trouble because I don't go to graduations. I get in big trouble with, with everyone in the family. Both sides of my family hate me. Why couldn't you go to their gradu his graduation? And then I started in like, well, do you know, what the, you know what the cap on the head represents? And then they start rolling their eyes and they, they run away from me. Literally, they run away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting, though? I mean, shit. What is so... I don't know. People drive me crazy. I know. It's it's it's. What's more interesting than that? Yeah. Do you ever wonder about anything? Do you ever yeah, wonder why about is, that? Why is there a fuzzy tassel at the end of a square piece of cardboard on someone's round head? What is what? up with that? I would love the to know. What the hell is that? You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't look fashionable. <laughs> it looks fucking stupid. But they, okay, that's how you. That's what we do when you finish school, which is oh, so you're you're supposed to be smarter, right? Mm -hmm. We're gonna dress you up in some goofy looking gown with some stupid hat. I mean, really stupid looking hat. Yeah. And then, and then don't question it. Yeah. Don't question the hat. It's like, well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me, I'm going to show you a tweet. I'm going to show you a tweet, a fantastic tweet. So this guy's bitching about college. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, and the number 15, of course. All right, so here, take a look at this tweet. I'll post it to you right there. And actually, someone had the balls to, to challenge this guy. I, I want to I call this guy. The tweet says, graduated college 15 years ago. This is why I'm in favor of student debt reform. And he has a snapshot of his bank account balance, loan balance. Mm -hmm. So 15, after 15 years, it's down to, he still has a balance of $93,048.33. That's his student loan debt? That's from 15 years ago. Like, his balance today is still $93,000. So, of course, like a good slave, he's like, oh, I'm in favor of student debt reform. Those greedy banks are, uh -huh. it's ridiculous. And then the, if you read the tweet, uh, this one guy goes, um, where is it? Oh, here we go. How would student debt reform help? You took way too much out on loans and made a half-ass effort to pay it off. More like the stupid club. <laughs> and then this guy writes back, too late to help me, but could possibly protect thousands of future young people from unscrupulous lenders. And then the guy replies, I'm sorry, it's called personal responsibility. I don't get it. Do they not tell you how much money you are borrowing? Uh, you, and then you say people pay off mortgages in 15 years you make it out to be someone else's fault 
Would you have not attended the same college if you didn't get the loans? Anyway, the, the punchline here, I'm not making a good point, is don't go to college. Simple. Yeah. You wouldn't be 15 years later in debt for close to $100,000. Man, that's a lot. Don't blame the credit card companies. They didn't hold a gun to your head. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You've been trained to go ripped off. College is like a top three ripoff item, period. Well, it's the same. Okay, let's think about that for a minute. It's like you're young and dumb. There's an expression that says young, dumb, and full of cum. Not to be rude, but... Oh, I never heard that part. Wow, I didn't hear that third part. You've never heard that, Marcus. No, I've heard young, dumb, but not full of cum. But you've heard young and dumb. Oh, of course, yeah. There's that... Yeah, I mean that's just a saying, but that's a, that's a saying for a reason. You know, it's like the same reason why the military recruiters are going after the eighteen-year-old, you know, the, the kids basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, young, dumb, and full of cum. Young, I'm dumb, and full to, of cum. It's I'm going to have they to don't steal. know shit. Like I've, I've I've talked to some of these kids, man. They don't know shit, and they don't know anything about nothing, man. And no. uh, they're going. Uh, uh, one time, uh, his car was broke down. I gave these dudes a ride into town, and uh, they were all like GIs because there's a lot of them around here because of Fort Sill. And um, so it was about uh, about five or six minutes. We we're going to be in the car, so I was like, I tried to try of a conversation with a guy and so maybe I could get something across to him, you know, in this short period of time. It's like, but he, he's not even letting me get a word out of my mouth. You know, he, he, they're just so excited about getting fucked up and then they got a paycheck. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I, I, it's like these, these are the kids that are going to go to war and shit. You know, it's like, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a predator mentality and the, and the, and the, and the banks and stuff have the same thing, you know. They they know they can get these impressionable kids that don't know shit about nothing, and their parents never taught them shit about nothing, which is another sad thing. It's like you got all these hands off parents, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so they think, oh yeah, I I, I just need to get me uh, an education because you're that's pounded into your head, you know. It's brainwashing re- through repetition, psychic driving. And the way to do it is to go to a university, and and the university ain't cheap. But here's some money, and this is how you do it. You go into debt, and then, you know, you pay it off when you get out of school. But then if you don't have the luxury of jumping in a time machine and taking a peek into the future and then seeing that, oh, these motherfuckers don't pay you money. Right. They don't pay you fucking money. They don't pay you shit, and they're not going to, and they're not going to start. So when you get into the debt, you're not going to have money to pay it because the employers are not paying you what you what they say they will pay you. And I and and it's out there in print. What you you know, I've went through this for my own personal experiences. It's that. Um, I worked at a newspaper, and they were paying me a certain amount of money. And um, on the website, on the newspaper website, they had a, a, a job search website. or a, And then with the job search website, they said, 
uh, oh yeah, here's a here's a salary calculator, and you enter like how many years of experience, what your job is, what your what degrees that you have, and your skill sets and all that, and then they'll give you um, a salary of what you should expect to get paid, and that's you know the going rate in your area. Well, I, you know, I naturally did my own stuff, and I was real conservative on it. You know, when when like overblowing my skills or anything like that, being real conservative. And then I, and then it's like, wow, oh, so I'm supposed to be be being paid twice, roughly twice of my salary. And so I took that to the boss, and uh, and I said, well, here's a site that we're hosting. You know, it wasn't our property. It was just something, but we were linking to it, and that was part of our, you know, job search classifieds and all that. And I said, well, you know, here's my skill level and skill set, and actually, and I, and I, I didn't even put all my stuff in there. And I said, that's it's saying that I should be making twice. So, I mean, what do you what do you guys say about that? And um, you know, they hem hawed around, and they finally, I it was it, it was difficult getting this information out of them, but they finally fessed up and said, you know. If we paid you that, then we'd have to give everybody else a raise, and we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's everybody else. That ain't my problem. But see, it didn't matter. And I, and then I asked him another question. I said, okay, uh, because they kept saying to me, like, well, that's this is this is uh, Wichita Falls. It's not a very big city, and that's and that's the only that's what you should expect in this market. You know, they kept saying that this market. I said, I said, so uh, well, let me get this straight. If you go to a car dealer and you purchase a vehicle. You're telling me that in this market, too, that that car will be half the price that it will be in Los Angeles or Dallas or New York City? I don't think so. I think it's going to be about the same price. Mm -hmm. I said, how do you get an employee for half price in this market? But nothing else is fucking half price. I said, I said, look at this conference table right here. I said, did you get this conference table half price because you're in fucking Wichita Falls? I didn't say fucking, but I said... Because we're in Wichita Falls, did you get did you get half price on your office furniture? No, I said. Well, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What is the market? What is the market? I said. I know what we made. I said. I know what the figures are for the quarter and stuff like that. Markets, it didn't matter. So, are you telling me that's a fair side? I don't think that's a fair set of circumstances. I think I got fucking ass raped, and I had sixty fucking thousand dollars of student loan debt. And all I could afford, I was living in a shit rat hole, a part, uh, trailer, trying to pay my shit off, and um, I could only, I could only afford to make the minimum payment on it. And back, uh, back I'm not, or- I'm not crying or complaining about it, but that's just, that was just the whole cold hard facts of fucking rally. I did not have the fucking money to fucking pay the loan off. I just I did not have it because they weren't going to pay me what I was worth on the market. Yep. They refused to. Okay, go get another job, Chris. There's all kinds of other jobs. Where are the fucking jobs? There are no fucking jobs. So it's like it's it that's that's reality. That's there 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 I couldn't I can't pull myself up by my boot bootstraps. There is no fucking bootstrap to fucking pull myself up by if I wanted to. There, there's nothing to grab to. There's no jobs or money to be had to pay this shit. So it's like, not everybody gets in that situation, but there's there's plenty of people that do, and that's just that's just the facts. I mean, that's just math. I mean, so what did you, you know? What did you go to college for? What did you major in? Uh, just graphic design and marketing. 
Okay, so then you did use what you went to school for at, to get a job. Uh, nobody ever asked me for my degree. Right, and no one asked you for your grades, and no one asked you for no. proof that you went to college, right? Nope, nope. Right, so you didn't have to go to college. You could have learned graphic design like I did on your own. Yeah, I could have. I could have. But, see, I was when I went into school, I was like 19. Right. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of real-world information at my disposal. The Internet was pretty much brand new. Right. I, I, I really, I guess I could have, like, you know, but, you know, I was young, dumb, and full of calm. I guess, but that's not an excuse. I guess I could have went into the military and uh, suited up and got my ass shot off. I didn't do that. So I guess, you know, it's like, it's kind of one of the better of bad situations, getting into heavy student loan debt. But, you know, I mean, the facts are we live in a, like a predatory system. You know, the recruiters aren't going to come to me at my age. They don't want people my age. Um, cop that you can't be a cop my age you can't do a lot of stuff but um, but you know can I go and get myself physically fit to outdo a lot of uh, these younger recruits yeah probably is that that's I don't think really the issue you know because you're just going over there to be cannon fodder anyway it's because you're because you already have experience they don't want anybody to give them any pushback they didn't get any talk back blowback yeah. blowback or whatever. <laughs> they don't want anybody questioning them on calling them out on their bullshit. Uh-huh. It's it's it it's the same with credit card lo- companies and student loans. You know, they're like they 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 want to um the you know, go after college age because you know um like I was struggling. I didn't have like any parents helping me out. I didn't have like any like nothing. I was completely on my own. I had the GI bill which like helped me pay my rent and stuff like that. So like I was using credit cards, I was doing other stuff too. It's like I mean, it's it's very hard to like and this happened. I'm not fucking exaggerating. I don't have I'm working and I'm going to school and I'm working two jobs and I don't have a fucking dime in my pocket because everything is going to bills, everything is going just for the basic necessities to live. I don't have fucking money for lunch. I I it's my lunch break. I don't have fucking money to eat, and I got a credit card in my pocket. What am I going to do, fucking starve or use the fucking credit card? I right. use the credit card. Right, right. I use the credit card. I use the credit card for everything. I, I fucking threw that credit card around all over the place. And, of course, it's, what, 20-something percent interest? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's that's not smart, but um, if, if you... Uh, you know, if you're kind of brought up and you're like, you know, you're some shithole town, everybody around you, including your mother, everybody's fucking got their head in a fucking booze can. Mm-hmm. They fucking drink their fucking life away. And mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, I got to get away from this before I get sucked down in this vortex of fucking doom. <laughs> I go into the military and it's like, um, I don't know shit from fucking shoe shine. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, yeah, you're going to get, you, you got to, it's like, uh, it's like the damn, uh, what's that, uh, where the kid goes off and, and then he gets, hooked. there's, a lot, of, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of movies like that that have that theme where it's like, it's like the coming of age story where the young guy goes out into the world and he's got all these fucking characters, man, that want to fucking use and abuse you and suck whatever they can out of you, you know? 
It's what it's like. That's that's the real world. Pred- it's a predatory system. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, why I don't you, know. That's I, why nobody you... held a gun to my head. That's a fucking fact. Nobody was standing there with a forty-five cocked to my fucking head, made me take out a loan. That's that's true. I, that's definitely true. And nobody stuck a gun to my head to make me join the military. I mean. I guess I could have tried to be my own little ray of sunshine in a dark world and stay around town and just t- talk to drunk people, but I just didn't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Just got the fuck out of Dodge, man, and uh, just tried to f- to figure things out on my own. But knowing what you know now about stuff, and if you were to go back, back to the future, and you were that same age again, you wouldn't have gone to college, right? Yeah, but then I wouldn't meet the friends that I met, and then I, then it's like, oh, so you're not going to have your friends anymore because you're not going to go to school and you're not going to meet you, them, you know? Do you have the same friends today that you had in college? Yeah. Wow, really? A few of like, them, yeah. Wow, that's great. That's incredibly unusual because when you ask that question to people, most people say no. There, I, I put into the notes, I've talked about him many times, James Altucher. Uh-huh. He goes on, I mean, like more of a rant than I, I mean, I've been talking about don't buy a house, don't go to college. I've been talking about that for well over 16 years now, like on audios and in mm-hmm. newsletters that I've done. And it looks like James has been following the same path that I've been talking about. So I just posted into the chat all these different articles that he's written about why college is a colossal ripoff, mm-hmm. colossal ripoff. And he said, you know, when people, you know, he had all these objections brought up, you know, what about friends? And there's no doubt. I mean, I met my wife at college. It was the only reason I went to college was to, to meet, you know, I got my MRS degree. I always joke about that. And I, and I got it, you know, Mrs. Allen, basically. If it wasn't for college, I probably would not have met her. But with that said, you don't have to co- go to college to, to meet people at college. Did you know that? Uh, just hang out at the college. Absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, did you meet your friends in classes, or did you meet them like doing stuff that was outside of class? Oh, both. Okay. Because by the way, um, where I went to Westchester, no one checked the door for to make sure I paid for the class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you right? probably gonna go. To, you could probably did. Well, I don't know. Uh, no, I no doubt. To... You can go anywhere. I don't think anyone checks unless because of 9-11 they've, they've upped the ante with security. But when I, the entire time I went to college, not a single guard at a door asked to make sure I paid. I literally went right to the class uh-huh. and left the class piece of cake. Yeah, the school I went to was pretty small. They probably would have noticed. Because you run into the... Uh... Oh, I can't remember her title. Uh, it was, she was the fi- the the finance finances person. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, always student, see, you always see him in the hall. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to avoid student whatever that whatever that person. Well, title where, is. I, I guess where I went was reasonably big school. Like I have Penn State. I've got we have a. I probably this area is pretty amazing for farming and. You know, education. I mean, every like Ivy League school is like an hour away from me, from Wharton to Penn, which is the same, mm-hmm. to Villanova. It's all the ones you've heard of. 
Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you I could go to any of those classes. Of, of course, someone's going to contact me and say it's changed. But back in 1985 when I went to college, I, I know that's the case. Drexel University, was the, they mandated that everyone had to get a Mac to enter. So I would go down, because I was so into the Macintosh computer, I would literally go down to Drexel and use their laser printers to do graphic design. I would print out my stuff there, and they let me in. There was nothing. I went right through. But anyway, I'm not recommending that people do that. You can actually get a free MIT education online. Just Google it. Free MIT education? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, there's all kinds of different things to do except besides enrolling and paying tuition and all that. Nowadays especially, I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have done it the same way. But, you know, I was I had to work my way through school, so I had to work full time and then go to school. So I wasn't really... Uh, considering different alternatives or whatever, I said, ah, well... I got to do something, so I said, well, i just go to school. I knew what I wanted to do, so I had some ideas, so I just jumped into it and did it, and uh, kind of impulsively, but, uh, you know, the, I was in the military shore duty, and then the school was pretty close to where I lived, and it seemed kind of like a good idea at the time. Well, I'll just enroll in the school, and I'll just do the you know, three-year program and you get a degree and uh, and get out and get some kind of a job and start paying it. But it, it didn't work out that way, and I've had some other ongoing problems and stuff like that. So it might have worked out differently had I not had those problems and all that. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say that I would had not ever been able to pay off my student loan. I mean, my I, I know people that went there that's, you know, they paid theirs off. And uh, it's not impossible to do. No, my wife is a school teacher, and she paid off her student loan. Yeah, but... you could pay them off. I mean, it's, and then, you know, you have, after you pay them off, you, you're going to be making a better salary probably than you would have if you don't have any kind of degree or no. But you don't have to have the degree to have the experience. That's the thing that the employer wants is the experience because that's what I that well in my case that's what they every employer that I've ever uh, got a job with that's what they wanted to know and the best job that I ever got was they they didn't I don't think they asked me for my degree they just wanted to see samples of my work okay what have you done and you know oh you worked here oh yeah you were okay you know that's what they wanted to see yeah and uh, yeah see you know but then I was always kind of caught off guard by that because I always expected them to want to see my diploma. I always brought it on job interviews and stuff, but I was never asked for it, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, and another another thing, too, it's kind of like you get experience at school and you learn things at school, of course, and the most I learned, I think, was from other students, and uh, that's another mean, thing. Mean by cheating? Well, eh, I don't know. If there was much. It's hard to cheat in art school because you have to come up with a project. So mm-hmm. unless you have somebody else doing your project for you, mm-hmm. 
I was kind of no I was trying to be copying funny. and pasting shit off the internet. Yeah, I was just trying to be funny. You oh, said you yeah. learned from other people. I was literally taking you at your word, saying you were cheating. Oh, like looking over people's shoulders and copying yeah, their answers. Now that's fucked up too, isn't it? That that is called cheating. Like, learn if you learn from if you learn from a fellow student, that's cheating. But if you learn from a teacher, that's being a good student. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, that's, this is what I was thinking about in high school. It's like, these things make absolutely no sense. Like, why, another thing, why is it that we're going to high school at literally 6.30 in the morning to, to board a bus, and you don't get home until 3 o'clock, and you're sitting there the entire time, it just made no sense to me. It's like, that's like living in a jail. But no one... Yeah, I just saw a Van Halen video showing... I was showing um, my family, um, you know, Tyler and Corey, 13, 8. And I was showing them what we got to, to watch on TV from 1985. Mm-hmm. And they, I showed the... Uh, do you ever see that video, Hot for Teacher, from Van, Van Halen? Yeah. Where they, you know, it's, you know, Waldo in school, and then all of a sudden the teacher strips down to a bathing suit and everyone goes crazy. Uh-huh. But that's not how school works. It's the opposite. You're just literally like, it, it, but anyway, in this video, they, they showed a jail. My wife's like, why'd they show a jail? why did they show the kids in the jail? I'm like, because school is a jail. My wife's a teacher and, and doesn't think that. She thinks it's wonderful. That you're sitting from 6.30 in the morning till 3, the entire time. You get 20-minute recess. You get 20 minutes to eat. I don't know. I just, it boggles my mind that people don't think that through, how ridiculous that is. Why do you want to go to extra school when you get out? Why do you want to go to college? Well, because they to- they tell you that's where you get a good, sl- uh, sorry, I almost said slave. That's where you get a good job. Mm-hmm. But but the facts don't don't pan out with that anymore because over for the first time in history over 50 percent of college graduates don't have a job now but then like the ones that do have a job does that mean your life is better or does that mean you're just going to be working your ass off yeah like these these jobs now at least what i hear from people is like um like my my friend that paid off his loan Mm-hmm. Okay, his job fucking sucks, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade places with him for uh, ten times what my student loan was. Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to give you that to me in cash, I wouldn't go work. I used to work there. I worked at that same place. Uh, it, it's a hellhole. It, you know, it's like I, there's worse jobs. It wasn't so bad when I was there, really. I mean, but uh, from what I understand, some some things has changed. You know, and there's like some really bad blood between the owners of the company and it's just everything is just going completely to the dogs you know it's just ridiculous but uh that's another thing to consider do i really want some kind of career do i really want that i don't i don't know if i had it to do over if i would have even went for that but I don't know. There isn't no do-over, so there isn't really no point in talking about that. Well, unless you have children. Like, I, I don't know what your plans are, but, of course, I have children. And, you know, my children are my do-over. It, it's an extension of my do-over. So, 
I was in the car yesterday picking up my son at the bus stop, and one of my neighbors, it's like the only neighbor I can talk to. He's now full-blown conspiracy theories. He's like Alex Jones, full-blown, what do you think happened? Your neighbor you know, is? Yeah, with uh-huh. ISIS. and So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I said, I said to, I said to him, I said, uh, he's like, I'm thinking about getting a smartphone, and then I went into a big rant about that, and I said, there's only one person in my son's school at his grade level that doesn't have a smartphone. He goes, let me guess, it's your son. I'm like, that's right. And then now my son hates that because he he sticks out like a sore thumb. He thinks that he has no friends from it. Um, but he said, uh, my neighbor said, you know, you're going to one day you're going to appreciate what your dad's doing for you, being so strict about that. Which is like music to my ears. It's like music to your ears when I compliment you about what you said in your last audio. So it's a do-over for me. Like, you know, I can't get my life back either. I wish I could. I wish I could go back and not have gone to college. I, I still would have met, you know, got my MRS degree just in a different way. Would have uh, saved me two years. I mean, I dropped out after two years, and I was fortunate. I didn't pay for it. My parents did, uh, so I, I didn't have any debt. But um, I'd be pissed if I was paying for that. I mean, that is a total ripoff. College, in almost e- in almost every case, is a total ripoff. If I had it to do over, I would have started out. And I would have been a career criminal. <laughs> well, do, do tell. Counterfeiting, uh, check kiting check scams, uh, that kind of thing. I don't know you if know, I get into identity theft, but I think counterfeiting is, like, awesome. It, I, I agree with you. I'm not kidding either. You know, I saw I showed my family at dinner tonight a dollar bill that said Infowars.com on it. Did they have Alex like, Jones' picture on it? No, it just said, you know, someone hand-wrote Infowars.com on the dollar bill. I think Alex Jones has called in to this call we just, we're just we on right now. That, that's, it's, 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 great. It's, it's, it's really great to hear that, uh, that there's uh, Infowars.com being written all over uh, the money uh, because we got it in the Fed. And just like Ron Paul says, we've uh, uh, our, our country's totally bankrupt. That's, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. That's that was good. like uh, that was like um, a cross between Richard Nixon and uh, Alex Jones <laughs> and, and Damon and Damon. <laughs> that was a uh, yeah. That was that was Damon doing Alex. That that was doing that was Damon doing Alex Jones impression of of Richard Nixon. <laughs> but John doing Damon doing. John, I have an answer for you, you to your question that you asked on Monday about uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. And what I said earlier today is I don't anymore. I really try not to focus on the if, but the why. Yeah. So, you know, is it him? If it, you know, who cares? The question is why. Why are there doubles? Why is it that Noah Posner is some victim in Pakistan? Why? Why? I think I think Marcus is trying to hide something from us about he knows something about Paul McCartney and he's he just want he just doesn't want to say. Actually, Chris, I have an entire expose I bet you've never seen about Paul McCartney right there, and I'll post it into the chat uh, into the notes. It's probably one of the most extensive analysis that I've seen, but. I agree with Chris that even after this analysis, I'm not sold at all that it's a different person. Oh, really? 
Even though the title of the article is Undeniable Proof That Paul McCartney Was Replaced by a Lookalike. Yeah. It wasn't undeniable at all. So now, so then the question is, which I, I, I have a, you know, I have some ideas, but I don't have 100% proof is, you know, why? Why are, why is, why is there always a rumor about Elvis being alive? You know, wh- you know, why? Why the doubles? Why? why? Yeah, well, like, I didn't get into it on, on the last call, but there's, there's like a whole bunch of, I mean, I knew it was a staged hoax. Um, I just thought that maybe they replaced him with the double just to go along with the staged hoax. I didn't, I didn't think like Paul McCartney really died, but I had no problem thinking that, you know, like for pictures and, you know, even replacing him with someone else who kind of looked like him wasn't so far fetched. It was the same reason, like you're saying. Like I, I don't know why they would do that. The other, the other thing that was interesting about it too is that you have to factor this in. Is around the time period that they, um, that they, uh, you know, uh, kicked this hoax off. The Beatles never toured or played live ever again. And so it kind of helped perpetuate that myth that, oh, well, they didn't play live ever again because Paul died, right? Mm-hmm. And um, on all of the rest of their albums, there's very little, you know, it's like you have the Sergeant Pepper's picture and Paul has a mustache in it. And then you, on the back of the album, he has his back turned. He's the only one with his back turned so you can't see his face. Then you've got... Um, the next album is Magical Mystery Tour, and they've all got masks on, so you can't see their face, and then, you know, so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's this whole thing built around this myth. Um, I think on the Abbey Road album cover, he's the only one not wearing shoes, and he's smoking with the wrong hand, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's all this stuff built into the whole thing. Now, you'd say that they were just going to stop, they were just going to become purely a, you know, a recording band and, uh, because the establishment no longer needed the Beatles anymore. They had kind of done their job, right? Mm-hmm. So Beatlemania was over. They were kind of wrapping that whole thing up. They were bringing them into the whole Hare Krishna merging with the, you know, Western culture type thing. And so they didn't really need them to be a stadium band. The only thing is, is that's kind of weird about that is, is I, I don't know why they wouldn't want them to be like a huge touring stadium band. It was kind of like they were, you know, they were they were already heading down that path. It's just kind of a weird thing that they just stopped having them be, you know, the biggest band in the world kind of thing as a touring act. Obviously, they stayed the biggest band in the world, but there's a whole bunch of thoughts right there. I'm trying to find... I remember Alan Watt talking about who wrote the Beatles music, of course. He talks about Theodore Adorno, which makes total sense. Theodore, in fact, that's why I'm glad you called in because I wanted to ask you about this. Is Theodore Adorno like this cult god in the music industry for musicians? No. 
Because, you know, Frank Zappa thought of him as a cult god. Right, yeah. So, so he was the only Zappa. one? Uh, I haven't ever picked up on anybody else really knowing about him in any other biographies. Frank Zappa's kind of a... He's, he's a little bit more um, educated than the regular, you know, your average musician, mm-hmm. especially since he comes from a military-industrial complex intelligence family. Right. And I think he 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 has he has something to do with the Frankfurt School as well. Like like maybe he was taught by one of the guys in the Frankfurt School. I can't remember. But, Can you guys but, look into what Alan Watt was talking about with that Charlie Hebdo magazine being tied into the Frankfurt School? Yeah, I heard him talk about that. I haven't listened. Alan Watt's been boring me, so I haven't yeah, listened, been listening to him. I was just, it's funny you say that because I was just about to give him the Marcus Allen final nail in the coffin like I did uh, Curry and Dvorak because his last audio was off the hook ridiculous which Chris just oh. brought up at one of the points yeah here yeah. here's a here's an article from Australia McCartney switches Beatles writing credit so I found out that the Beatles never take credit for writing their songs they say that they switch back and forth to share the credit. Did you hear that one? Yeah, that's, that's old stuff. That's old stuff. Okay, I'm not. I'm not into that. I mean, to me, that's isn't that isn't that off the hook ridiculous? Yes. Yeah. Did you Did you know that, Chris? They're, they're they change. What, uh, I'm confused. What do they do? They change it on different. A- they take turns. They say they say, oh, um, you know, on this uh, on this song, McCartney wrote it. On the next song, I guess Lennon or whoever is the right. I'm not. I don't follow the Beatles at all. So they literally, they literally, even if McCartney wrote it, he'll give credit to Lennon so that it's fair. So that if there's like a reissue <laughs> of an album, like a new run, print run on an album, they'll the the credits will be different. No, no, no. Maybe, credits on the albums. John, maybe you you can explain it better than I can. No, it's it's when when they were writing songs, uh-huh. right? What it is is no matter who wrote the song, it's always Lennon McCartney. It switches back and forth. It's like they switch back well, and forth. No, it's like it's it, what what, um, what what they meant was is you know John Lennon. I think allegedly he wrote a lot more songs than Paul McCartney. Right, but yeah, but yeah, every single song that that they wrote, like either Lennon or McCartney, it's always Lennon McCartney, no matter who wrote it. Oh, so they took joint ownership of writing the song. Yeah, it's, oh. it's and then it's um, like anytime George Harrison writes a song, it's always George Harrison by himself. Mm. But but Lennon and McCartney, no matter who wrote it individually, they always get joint credit. That makes as much sense as it does with the Oklahoma City bombing memorial being the 901, 902, 903 reason, which is ridiculous. Yeah, did you did you read those reasons that I sent you? Yeah, of course. I read all your stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I, I was reading that. I was like, well, are you kidding me? That's the reason? Mm-hmm. I, I, what do y'all think the real reason is? Mm. I don't know. To invoke 9-11 for future purpose. They had um, 9-03 at the, 9-11, the WTC memorial. So yeah. there's 93, I know, is a is uh, one of those whiz-bang numbers. They love and, that number. Yeah. yeah, it's like a... And then there, were, of course, was a night, Flight 93, but... Yeah, so I'm always... Nine, you got 901, you got 9 and a 1 there. Uh-huh. See, that's where you I disagree. Nine. You were talking about the fives on the last call, John. Uh, when it comes to numerology, I stick to direct numbers. I don't add, I don't get to, you know, 1 plus 4. I mean, you can make any of that stuff work out. And I've looked into numerology. There are actually like six different formulas for figuring this. There's the Egyptian model, then the Gematria model. So like there's this guy who was linked in with fakeologists who I don't think is anymore. He had this web... Could I I say something real quick? Oh, sure. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'll get you back. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I I don't normally... I mean, I mean, like, I do that offhand, but I, w- I wouldn't normally, like, say something like that, like, on a call. Because I know there's a lot of mumbo-jumbo associated with numerology. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only thing was, is, is like, I was trying to explain to Chris, and, like, I was being kind of facetious in my email to you, like, saying, like, why am I doing this at 5 a.m.? Right? Yes, Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. I, lit- I was literally up at 5 a.m. just, like, you know, Looking, looking at your guys' emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't I wake just up in a cold sweat with numbers swirling around. I, yeah, I, well, they were swirling around like di- different parts of my body. It was weird. Yeah, never mind that. It's all fives. It's all five. But but the uh, the only reason I thought it was strange and like. Um, it stood out is because like I was telling Chris it was like it was like 168 people died 680 people injured or whatever then 86 like the 6 the 8 kept popping up you know 86 and, is uh, I know it's like in the in the military it's if you if something's 86 that means you, it's you throw, you you throw it overboard, out. or it's killed, or it's dead, or you dispose of it some way or another. It's like a, it's. I think it's a. It, it, it's also used as a euphemism for like killed or dead. Eighty sixth. And yeah, they came out with RU four eighty six. When you get eighty sixth from somewhere, you get kicked out. Yeah, it's uh, you it kicked out, or ejected, or snuffed out, or killed, or or eliminated, or toss it overboard, or. That's a great. That's a great point, Chris, about RU486. I yeah, never thought that about that. No, no. The abortion pill was RU486. Yeah. RU486? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh-huh. RU486. Uh-huh. 8686. Yep. That was all in, up in the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. That's pretty... It's pretty interesting how this stuff works because like, well, I know we've, we've like got into the speculation before. Like, is it code? It's got to be some sort of code. 
Sure. Like you know, it, it, and, and I don't, and I think thirty three is one of them. Obviously, that's one that it seems like it's used an awful lot. And but is it to say like, okay, you see thirty three, and then like because the, it's real conspicuous sometimes. Like they'll have one of these talking heads on the news, and they're interviewing them, and they said, um, oh, here's if you want to see this, go look, download the nine eleven commission report. And start listening to the shit where they're talking about the planes crashing into the bow. There's one where they said they they said they turn they they say 33 twice. They say 30 33 thousand feet, and then they banked 33 degrees. Is 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 crazy when I was listening to that. They kept throwing 33s in there, but yeah, they throw 33s in there. And um, but what is it? What is it? What is that exactly though? Is it is it just like code to say? This particular story is bullcrap because then you would expect it to see that in like uh, I don't know how many thirty threes there were in Sandy Hook, so it's not always thirty three. There's probably different numbers. No, I've always said it's it's um, eleven. Any multiple of eleven, eleven, fifteen, and ninety three. But then if it's code and something happens and there's actually eleven people snuffed out. That that's not a very good system for. But that's where the at least comes in, right? At least. At least eleven. At least this. At least that. Oh, so they so it's a little uh, add on to it to. Yeah. To make sure you know that this is code. If I Google at least eleven right now, it actually does with any number. Mm-hmm. Charlie Hebdo suspect. Said to surrender. Actually, it doesn't have in the headline. At least there, eleven civilians die in shelling as Ukraine summit. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I noticed that on that. I noticed that at least kept coming up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean, when they say at least eleven die, thirty three injured, or then they'll say twelve died, at least twenty five injured. That is, that that makes more sense. At least twenty five people are injured. You know, they can't find. But at least. 12 people dying, at least 12 people dying, but an exact 33 injured? Why isn't it at least 12 died and at least 33 injured? Makes absolutely no sense. And then there's the debunker shills that say, oh, well, the news, they're just being legalistic. Well, Chris, you just said this last time. They have no, they have no um, duty to be legal or honest about anything, according to the law. So what are they worried about? <laughs> Did you guys hear, or um, did you listen to Alex Jones' clip yet, Marcus? Yeah, he played it today about um, the Pakistani thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's now admitting that hoaxes are involved in these psyops. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I sent, I sent Chris that, or uh, I was listening to Alex Jones, and then I, I ran across that. the The thing that was interesting was. That caller, that caller uh, knew what he was doing to mm-hmm. bait him. Yep. Did you hear? Did you hear him? He was like, he, because here's what he said. He says on the. He, I listened to it. I went back and listened to it a couple of times. He says, you know, there's these. He's all, you know, there's people out there who think everything's a hoax. Yeah. And, and he says, and you're not one of those. Right. 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 Was, mm-hmm. Right. That was great. Yeah, he ordered it perfectly. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if that guy's a listener. 
Well, are you saying are you saying John that maybe that guy was you? Oh no, no. When 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 Jones is on the air, I am knee deep in work. Did he listen to him at the Bullet Factory? Like, is he playing in the? Is he playing on the radio there or something? No, there there used to be a guy who worked there who listened to him a long time ago. He's on the radio, like, all over the place. Not not in L.A. He's not on in L.A. anywhere? On any any of those stations? There's a lot of FM stations in L.A., isn't there? Nope. The only place he's on in in California is, like, way out, like, by Arizona border. Yeah, I I was listening to the radio in Oklahoma City, and he was on there. Tripped me out. I, I didn't expect him to be on the radio. It was on FM, too. Yeah, we have two. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I was just saying, um, for like a real, there's a, uh, there's like a Republican radio station. It's 870 AM in LA. And like around 2009 or so, they would play his Sunday show on, on there on Sundays. Mm. And that was it. But, but it didn't last very long. Because I don't think uh, the, the people who would listen to that station were uh, were ready for that much truth. <laughs> is he on in Pizzle? Is he on in uh, Amish country? <laughs> well, I was just going to say where I drop off. Uh, anytime it's thirty-two degrees or below, I have a deal to drop off my son at, at school instead of the bus stop. And anytime we go, there's always at least one, maybe two sometimes, vehicles with PrisonPlanet.com. Literally, they bought the lettering, like at a, a sign shop, and lettered the back of their, you know, uh, pickup truck with PrisonPlanet.com. Hmm. And my, my son is just stunned by that. He's like, oh, my God, look. Yeah. It's like a stunning thing. I was going to say, like, like around 2008... 2009, around there, like around, you know, the election, I used to see signs and stickers all over the place. I don't see them anymore. What, for Prison Planet? In- well, all sorts, of, all sorts of different stuff. I used to see 911 was an inside job signs, mm-hmm. you know, when I would drive my truck around. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd see stuff hanging off the side of the freeways. I'd see Infowars.com stickers on stop signs. And you know, and the funny thing is, is like I haven't listened to Alex Jones in quite a while, and then listening to that episode. If you listen to an episode of his, you'll come away thinking that there's like, you know, there's like you know millions of people out there who are totally awake. Mm-hmm. He kind of gives that impression, like you know, oh, you know, you're not alone, and all these people awake and then you get out into reality and you realize that's not really true mm, I might have to dispute that I might. I think I'm going to have to dispute that with you yeah. I took a I trip think... uh, one time I talked about this before where I was on the bus for like hours and hours and hours I went to uh, I think it was like last time I went to like uh, Grand Canyon and uh, so I got to talking to people and like um yeah, everybody's like uh, on the bus was talking about. They were sounding like they were all Alex Jones listeners. It was crazy. 
I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why you think there not, might not be is because it's like um, it's like a Nazi thing. It's like a hush hush. You can't talk about it to regular Self, people. Self censorship. Yeah, self censorship. Uh, the, yeah. They were talking about on Noah Jenna's show, and that's true, man. It's like we have a system of of political correctness and self censorship that's like even beyond what they have in the so called uh, totalitarian countries. It's pretty amazing. Self people self censor. I was I was gonna actually bring that up with you uh, next time we talked. Um, self censorship, yeah. No, I was gonna talk about how like back when I went to when we were talking about school and how I went to high school and grade school when they started implementing the overt Soviet style um, political correctness in the school. Uh-huh. Like, you guys were already out of school by that time. But, um, like, right at the cusp of it, you know, the, you used to be able to tease people at school, and, and you could pretty much, as long as you didn't cuss, you could pretty much, like, say anything you wanted to somebody, and nobody's going to go tell on you, you know? Yeah. Except for, except for... Except for cussing. So if like, you know, and, and of, of course, one of the main, you know, by the, t by the time I was in school, one of the main things you called someone was a fag, right? Mm -hmm. And you could be joking around, you could be saying it for real, whatever, called someone a queer, a fag, a homo, whatever. And nobody got their feelings hurt. It wasn't a big deal. It was just kind of, you know, whatever. And then I remember when when I got into high school that teachers wouldn't say anything if you cussed, but if they heard you say stuff like that, you you know if if I got if I got like a phone call home because I said fag, my dad would, would have probably come down to the school and like start yelling at the principal like you know are you kidding me? Uh -huh. So they couldn't they couldn't do that yet. But they could start like trying to nip it in the bud, like, "Hey, I don't want to hear that." And I remember a teacher saying that to one of my friends one time. He, he's like, "You know, shut up, fag!" And then the guys all, "Hey, I don't want to hear that." Your teacher said that. Yeah, the teacher said that to him. I don't want to. Hear oh, the that teacher word. said he didn't want to hear it. The teacher wasn't the one saying fag. No. And so. um so, so yeah, they, they really, uh, they were, they were really starting to do that, um, in school, uh, when I was trying to, where they were starting to limit so-called free speech, not that we had it before that or anything, but, um, you know, and then there would always be, you know, Mexican kids walking around with brown pride t-shirts. Brown pride. Yeah, and um, but you definitely couldn't wear a white pride T-shirt. Not that I would. Did you ever try? No, I, I would. I wouldn't do that. But I did. I had um, pinned on my backpack. I had an American flag upside down. You know, like the distress signal. Yeah. Yeah, I had that pinned on my backpack. And a teacher told me one time that I needed to take it off my backpack or turn it right side up because that was disrespectful. 
Yeah, that's funny about the whole flag worship thing. It's like the people that worship the flag don't e- doesn't even know the different uh, uh, different ways of displaying the flag say different things officially. That's the <laughs> official. Um, when you when you're flying a flag upside down, that's a, that's a dis- officially that's a distress signal, mm-hmm. and that's and then then that would be some if you're putting a flag upside down. Like any time I have a sticker or a, like a postage stamp, I always put them upside down. Always, I make it a point to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't. I'm I'm doing it as disrespect to the flag. You know, I don't I don't mm-hmm. give a it's an idol. I don't worship idols, and I deliberately do it i wouldn't do it in front of somebody because that 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 is just i I don't do it to like i think it's just dumb to try to like you know because you're just really like um prodding somebody and getting them to get mad at you and what's the what's the point in that you know but um the the, uh, people who like worship the flag or they see it as something you know they don't even understand the different uh what the different displays of it mean officially like if you care about that much about the flag lady, uh, why don't you look at what that means before you make a make a you know a certain opinion about something that that is not even related to what this even means? Did you ever see people freak out when the flag hits the ground? No, I always oh, yeah. joke if I see a flag. I said, "Well, we got to burn it because you have to burn the. You're supposed to." And then like I I go and. And I'm just kind of doing it as a joke. I said, okay, we're going to burn this flag. And I, I think I did that one time. And I was going to, like, I was going to literally burn it. I was really going to burn it. And, like, no, 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 you can't do that. And it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. If it touches the ground, it's desecrated. You're supposed to burn it. You don't know that? You know, it's like, yeah, these flag worshipers don't even know how to handle a flag. And burning it is not necessarily a to go to bed. What's that again? Your flag burning got him to have to go to bed. Yeah, oh, I'm uh, sorry, John. I, 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 I just can't even stay on this call any longer. It's, I'm just so offended. Are, are, are the people like you work with, are they like uh, real patriotic? Like the guy who owns the bullet factory, and is he like a, you know, Second Amendment NRA guy, like constitutional guy, patriotic stuff? Um, no, not really. He doesn't give a shit about any of that stuff, huh? They're they're just not. They're like they're kind of. It's all business. It's it's just business, pretty much. I mean, they they like you know, like they know how to shoot and they own guns and all that type of stuff, but it's not really. Like my one boss, he he's pretty he's pretty wise uh, to the whole scam of things. We'll just say that to a certain extent. Yeah. Like he'll he'll like he came up to me the other day and he's like he's like he's like twelve dead in France he's all twelve again <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah so he he's pretty hip to stuff and like I said to a certain extent um but the the other guys that work there that they're not there's not any like patriot types that work there or anything like that. When, are we patriot? No, Chris, are you a patriot type? Am I a patriot type? Yeah. 
No. I'm not a patriot. John, are you a patriot type? I think people think that I am one. Are you proud to be an American, John? No. Chris, are you proud to be an American? I don't. I couldn't be because I don't believe that there's any such a thing. That's right. what I was going to say. But but aren't you happy to live in America? I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't complain about, uh, well, I try not to complain about the circumstances. I mean, as far as like a slave system, I guess it's one of the better ones <laughs> here, <laughs> I think. I guess. That's how you have to look at it. You can't you can't say like, oh, I'm proud of the USA. I'm proud of America. I'm proud of all that stuff. It's it. That's all made up patriotism. Yeah. It never it never existed ever. Mm-hmm. The stuff and I always well, hear about people that have expatriated, like they they left the United States. They said, "Fuck this place. I'm going to Mexico." They mm-hmm. fucking love Mexico. It's like mm-hmm. I thought Mexico was had more oppression and stuff, but you know. You hear these Actually, stories like the federalities come up, they stop as they pull this over, you give them like a 20, and they're like, okay, gringo, get out of here. It's like you bribe them, and then you're done. You don't have to go to court. You don't have to jump through all these different monkey hoops and shit. Sounds Mexico's, good get, Mexico's getting really bad, though. It probably is. It probably it is. depends I, I've on got, who you I've got, to, yeah. I've got first-hand accounts of, of how... Like people who used to live there going going back there recently, and like people just tell them crazy stories. But like, uh, well, I'll, I'll throw one real quick before, and then I, I really gotta go. But one of my next, my old next door neighbors, mm-hmm. they were Amer- they were American citizens, but they once lived in Mexico. And um, the the man's brother got kidnapped and held for ransom. Wow. And they had to go, they had to rent ATCs and go drive in, into the middle of the desert. And they had to pay, they paid these guys, right? They paid them because nobody's going to do anything about it. So they had to pay them $10,000. And they drove, they had to go drive into the middle of the desert and find him out there in the middle of the desert tied up. Wow. Kind of an adventure. And so, so there's a lot of that going on where people are getting like abducted. It'd be like, be like, um, you know, it doesn't even have anything to do with drug cartels. It's just like people are like getting, you know, crazy, and they're just like deciding, hey, I'm gonna get five thousand dollars. I'm gonna go kidnap Chris, and I'm gonna call his mom and say, hey, if you don't pay me five thousand dollars, I'm gonna kill Chris. You know, that's what that's like what people are doing down there. Not only would my family not even give five dollars for me, let alone ten thousand, they would pay ten thousand to to shoot me out, to take me out. <laughs> I'm convinced of that. On, on that note, I'm taking myself out. Good See you, John. Take care. Have All a great right. night. Good, good, good talking to you guys. Same here. Later, man. Yeah, they would just here, here's ten dollars. Take them out. What you want ten thousand for Marcus? No, here's ten dollars. Just do what you need to do. <laughs> Yeah, that rat bastard. Yeah, like, can you bill us? <laughs> You're doing the cash right now. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if, like, 
that really happened. Like they call for ransom, and the family is like, "We don't give a shit." Yeah, get, shoot them. Would, would they kill <laughs> Take you it out. for real, or they yeah, might feel sorry for there. you and let you go, or something? I don't know. Oh, okay, we'll give them back. We feel bad for you. <laughs> Gringo's talking all crazy thing about chemtrails and shit. We want to get this guy out of here. He's scaring us. <laughs> He's saying the weather's controlled by the the next ride. It's no good. I, I, I don't like to hear this gringo talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's saying I, Sandy Hook didn't happen. Uh, can't can't handle that. There was actually this big, I was reading on Godlike Production, this big lawsuit that was filed. And, of course, Fetzer was all over it or, or involved in it. And people were just thrilled coming out of the woodworks like, finally, someone's going to do something about it. So I'm... I'm pretty sure there are millions. I mean, there are uh, allegedly billions of people on the planet. I bet you there are millions of people who know what's going on, but they've been censored and mm-hmm. and quieted, and they won't say anything unless there's you know some tipping point where enough people will say it, and then they'll all jump on the bandwagon and say, "Oh yeah, I'm glad someone's doing something about it." Yeah, I think it's a pretty good high percentage. I think. With the internet now and people just being curious mm-hmm. and just based on different people I've spoken to, because I'm kind of at the point where I'll just launch into this shit, man. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hold, I don't pull any punches or anything. Mm-hmm. If I get a conversation going, I just launch into it, something, you know. Oh, you still and, have conversations locally about this stuff? Uh, you know, like, um. Yeah, just going to the store and stuff. You know, I can't really get in an involved conversation at the cash register and stuff. So like, uh, but you know, whenever I'm um, t- lately, I haven't been doing a lot of socializing. But you know, it, the times are like, well, yeah, I would take trips or do whatever. Yeah, I talk to somebody on the bus or or something like that, where I'm getting into a conversation with a stranger. I'll just launch into this stuff. I don't care. Mm, and I, and and the responses of people that I get from people, normally it's like they're open to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, that sounds kind of plausible, maybe. But you know what happens every time is that you, there's a there's a point you reach, you know that information gap. <laughs> yeah. There's you hit like this you hit, a, yeah. you hit this point and then they run away from you. They they can see it. They can see it. Then bam, they're like, you're going too far now. See you, dude. Yeah. I talk to people about the, uh, you know, the Bates method, the eyesight, you know, yep. like glasses are a scam. I was talking yep. to this one lady at the library, and, uh, you know, like, like exactly what we are talking about where she's listening, and I'm telling her, yeah, you know, this and that. And then, like, I got into the, I, I was telling her, like, yeah, and then I, and then I said, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that you hear, it's like actually it's the opposite. Like low reading in low light is actually good for your eyes because it forces you to relax your eyes and stuff like that. And then like I just I saw the look on her face where she just it was like hitting a switch. She just yeah, got, it changed. Yeah, yeah, she, her whole demeanor and expression just like flipped, and she was like, and then she like walked away from me like yeah. like I had like I had leprosy or some shit. Like she just like kind of just eased over and like. And it's like, okay, I'm talking to a crazy person now. He's like telling, he's like, he, he's saying conventional wisdom is not true. You know, it's like, yeah, okay. 
I, you I know, I just I get I get too too sometimes. That was like when I, right, you know, when I really started, you know, noticing, hey, this really works and this is really great and stuff, and I got excited, you know, and right. I and I'm and I, and I and I think that other people want to hear about it, you know, I want to share it, and then it's like, yeah. But 20 years ago, Chris, you didn't have that happening. You could talk about shit that was 10 times deeper than what you just said. And you go truck stop, because I did it, and I would have three-hour con- – my, my wife would be like, where the fuck were you? I'm like, she was, were you talking again? I'm like, yeah. Three hours at the truck – yeah. Now, even at the truck stop, it won't last five minutes. You start talking like that? Mm-mm. Really? It, it, no. Mm-mm. Hmm. I was – I was – I – the people at my grocery store know that I write books and stuff like that, and they're all impressed because I'm an author. So there's this one woman there. Her name is – I won't me- – well, yeah, I have to mention her name for the story. Her name is Sam. Mm-hmm. And so she was at the checkout counter, and she got this uh, thing for Christmas, and it said Sam on it. It was like this you know, flower arrangement type of thing. And I go, Sam, I am. She goes, come again? I'm like – you know, there is a story. There is a story behind Sam. I am. You know, the Dr. Seuss thing that. And I said, you know what? I can't believe I just said that. I stopped myself. I said, I can't believe I just said that. You're you're going to think it's crazy and forget I even said. And I was really being serious because, y- you know, the whole Sam I am thing is a homosexual thing that Jim was talking about. We've talked about mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. So I stopped, and then she n- now it was like I like I purposely baited her, and she. She's like, please tell me. I want to know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Sam, I am the Dr. Seuss's cr- What do you mean? I'm like, seriously, like three times. I'm like, really? I, I, I'm sorry I, I said that. I don't want to tell you. And she finally is like, you know, like pissed off I wouldn't tell her. It's like, okay, go Google Sam, I am Dr. Seuss homosexual agenda. If you read the hidden meanings behind what is said, it's all about homosexuality. The entire cafe went quiet, and like cockroaches with the lights switched on, went in all different directions like you were just talking about. Didn't even say, okay, I've got to run. They just literally ran away from me. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have a rule with my, with my family is that I will not talk about this stuff locally because, you know, if I go to the store and they know me and they're making my food – and it's the crazy mark coming to the you know counter. I I don't need that. What do you think is responsible for the shift in attitude? I know exactly what it is. It's it's uh, the culture creation industry has. I mean, if you think about it, Chris, you know that expression by Gandhi: first they ignore you. What does it go? First they ignore you, then they get mad at you, mm-hmm. something like that. What does it go? Then they attack you, and then you then win. they attack you. Then you win, right? Mm-hmm. For the first time in history that I can remember, Anderson Cooper not once, not twice, but three times did an entire show about conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. That has never happened before. Yeah. Right? Oh, if you believe, if you, uh, how insulting. People are questioning whether people died at Sandy Hook. Let's talk about those conspiracy theorists. So I just think that it's just been a, a total under the radar attack on truth. I mean, it's, on one on one level, cause I hear people say this like, uh, "Is this stuff supposed to come out?" No. Oh God, I that just, drives me nuts. No. I don't know, man. Because no. uh, 
no, no. You know, the internet is a double-edged sword, I believe. You know, it, it's this free exchange of information. And then, um, you know, it's also this tool of control, you know. And then, um, it, you know, it's it's tied in with the whole smartphone thing and the instant message and instant communication and all that stuff. And, like, it seems like for the most part, like, people are are just getting totally distracted by it. And it's, it's like this big, dis, big distraction. But then on the other hand, you know, there's all these people that can get all this information about what's really going on. And it's like right at your fingertips now. And um, it, it seems like you can't have one without the other. You can't have an Internet and have it exist the way it is and then um, have have it do what they want it to do, which is have everybody adopt it and use it. Because if it's, if it's all locked down, there's like – it's – it's not worth much, and then there's not there's nothing to really uh, to to gain by being an individual that you, you want to pay for this monthly fee and have this internet if it's just another version of cable where everything's locked down and corporate controlled, like they're saying what the internet's going to turn into, which I I, I I doubt. You know, I don't I don't I don't I don't think that's coming anytime soon. They've been saying Internet 2 is just around, you know, Alex Jones, Internet 2, they're going to close down the Internet. You're only going to be able to go to authorized, well, no, that's a distraction. What they do lock down is through commenting, ghosting. Like if you post a comment on someone's site, it looks like you posted a comment, but then you go to a different IP address and look at the same comment, it's not there. That's how they're doing it. It's it's under the radar. So let's talk, let's talk about, because it drives me nuts. Oh, they're purposely putting this stuff out there. And there's no doubt there's some things that are being put out there at once someone recognizes, like th- this Pakistanian thing with the Noah Posner. I do not for a second think that that's purposely put out there. I think other stuff surrounding that particular PSYOP revelation is being put out there to distract us from that. But let's talk about chemtrails, for example. I think out of all the years that I've looked at chemtrails, there have been two reports on, on regional news that have come out about what they're – twice in California, by the way. Two times. There have been two reports on the news for like decades now that have talked about chemtrails, and they didn't even say anything about it. They just said what's going on, and that was pretty much it. Why would they reveal it? If they've been able to lock it down for decades now and no one is talking about it, why would they reveal it? What, that makes no sense. No, I don't, I don't, why, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to have the Sandy Hook and then them, and then to purposely do it in such a way as that so many people will catch on to it. Why, why would you want that? It does, that really doesn't make much sense to me. I, I can't figure that out unless it's to purposely create a divide between mm-hmm. people who know what's up and then people who will just never ever budge there are people though who who it doesn't matter how obvious that it is they will not budge and i I don't know what the exact percentages are is that what's happening i don't i don't i don't don't know what exactly kind of what what kind of uh development could come out of that that would be beneficial to the people that are in control 
Well, take the no, take yeah. take the Noah Posner thing. Do you think the Noah Posner Pakistani connection w- was purposely put out? I I'm kind of confused. I'm kind of on the fence on that. I I because I I can't I can't imagine uh, a, any type of scenario where they're going to use a recycled image from another shooting to stage a, a different shooting. I mean. You know, could you could you say, well, it's just sloppiness, or they they um, uh, why would you ever need to do that? Why? I mean, couldn't you come up with twelve kind of just or right. however, No, they said it was one hundred and forty-five. That's pretty crazy. One hundred forty-five mm-hmm. people they said were killed mm-hmm. in Pakistan. <laughs> that's that's off, the, that's off the wall. But then, how many pictures of the kids did they have? Like ten. But with CGI, I mean, I, I there was a program I was going to show it to you. I think I might have shown it to you, where you can literally create realistic-looking people in a click, and it was free. Online oh, program. Yeah. And there's oh, tons yeah. of it. You know that. So that's, that is that is – why would they recycle that? Why would, you, why would you need to do that with the technology that's available? That's the right. thing that doesn't make absolutely no so, – so when I see this stuff, I try to, like, step back and think – Okay, and not to jump to conclusions saying, oh, well, here they, they screwed up, and then, like, oh, we got them on this. It's like, well, you got to wait a minute because you got to, like, you got to, like, try to think about, okay, well, if this is a screw up, how did this happen? You know, like, does the way that, does it, is that being a screw up? Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. And, I, and to me, it's like, how, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. What scenario could arise that would make them recycle an image like that? It, there, it that makes no sense. Now I, I use um, WordPress for blogging, mm-hmm. and I have a gallery in the WordPress blog. I know it's different. You use uh, Blogger, and I have a gallery, and I can just pick all the pictures that I've uploaded. And per, I'm just thinking out loud here. Perhaps that's what they're doing. They have a gallery of pictures. This Noah Posner might not even exist. And, you know, you can't really tell if he's Jewish or if he's Pakistanian. Throw him in there. Boom. Mm. Yeah, I I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I I don't, I really don't. It's like, that seems, uh, and they gave him a name, though. I know. A victim name. Now, where... Where is that? Uh, do you have a link to where that was used in the any kind of any any of the foreign press or anything where it has his picture than that name? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, that's what I would I, like to see on that. Cause let me reverse engineer that. When I looked that up, all I got was secondhand information on that. If it's from some direct, you know, supposed you know official news source, that would be different. But I'm, all I'm seeing it on is blogs. Right, Which not 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 the, you know, but you know what I mean. Can, do you have the name? I I don't have it in my Skype history. Can you send that name back to me? Let's see if I have it. For some reason, Skype deleted it. Hmm. Why did it do that? Did it delete it for you too? Oh, I found it. 
Oh, you got it. Okay. It, it's uh, it's this again. So if I were to do that, put that into Google, and then do the news, click on news, the news tab. None. Although it's saying I'm spelling it wrong. Mm. No, uh, pause. No. I kind of I don't remember being H's. I remember being S's. Noah Posner, Pakistan victim. Victim name. Yeah, on InfoWars it says uh, that same name. Let's see. Ah, so I'm looking at this blog. Man, that's why they need Evernote. They had a link to it. It says this has, I can't say that, so I'm not even going to try, but it's who, who's, Yep. Okay. The name and then uh listed by the Army Public School yeah. College and it it's a link to a Facebook page. And you it's go gone to the Facebook page and it's gone. Yeah. And I go to Google Cache. Not there. Not there. We already did that, didn't we? Is that what we did it on? Yeah. No, not with that one, no. Not that particular one. Oh, by the way, I have an excellent, excellent tool for you. It's called Archive Today. That would have would, that would have saved that. Here, let me um, go to this, Chris. This is like the best tip ever for this year. Page capture. Yeah. My URL is alive, and I want to archive its content. So what you do is you drag that bookmark archive today that gray box thing into your bookmark favorite bar. And on any page that you want to save, you click it, and it will archive it to archive today, much like archive.org. Ah. So let's say that you, you're like, I know that I saved something on Infowars.com. I don't remember the exact page. It even remembers your history of saving based on the domain. It's your personal Wayback Machine, it says. It's your personal Wayback Machine, right. It takes a snapshot of a web page that will always be online, even if the original page disappears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so in that case, cool. you wouldn't have to use Evernote. You can use this. But then you have to remember where... Or no. This, this, you just log into here, and it'll have your... You don't even have to log in. It remembers by domain. So if you type it, like right now, oh. if I type in... Uh, yeah. If I type in, you know, prison, I'm going to search the archive for safe snapshots. Prisonplanet.com. You'll see the collective of all the people saving it. Here, here, I'll send it to you. 
So then you could just get a link from that and then link to your archived instead of the actual page because they're going to pull it down like they right. did here. Right. So this makes literally it copies the pictures, the audios, the videos, everything. I don't know about the videos. Uh, let me let me backtrack. I know it does the pictures. I know it does the text. I don't know about the audios and videos. I haven't tried that. Now, if this was listed, which I think it was, I don't think this guy just linked to nothing. I think it was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's still just it's perplexing. Well, I got this. I looked at the exact same thread you looked at on Prison Planet. So Prison Planet linked to this too. Actually, Infowars here. Army Public School and College Boys Peshawar. Peshawar. If Alex Jones is having like a uh, an epiphany that things are a hoax now, does that mean he might come around on the no planes? Are we about to see that? I don't think so. So I think what he does is like um, he, I, I think there's so much stuff out there on Sandy Hook, and so many people are onto it that he has to. Yeah, yeah, he's got his he's got his finger to the wind. You know, he he, he knows which way the wind's blowing on that shit. He's not gonna come out against that being a hoax right yeah, I think that'd just make him look bad but uh but then he's gonna go on and he's gonna look at stuff like the this alleged shooting that happened and stuff like that and just you know forget the whole fakery thing and not even bring it into the discussion that's what he's always done mm-hmm like uh I guess I don't know like uh it, it's kind of like okay it's like the, how the limited hangout stuff works. It's like, yeah, they're going to tell you, but then they're going to interpret it for you. Right. And then, like, oh, here's what you how you're supposed to think about it, which is not following, not, it doesn't follow logic, though. Right, right, right. It's not going to follow logic. I mean, to follow logic, you have to then apply that possibility to everything you see from that point forward once you're aware of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I highly doubt Alex Jones is going to do that, right? Because he his his whole angle seems to be to play up the the fear part. Sure, sure. And uh, yeah, buy seeds and get ready for the it to happen to you. You know. Mm hmm. All right, dude. I'm pulling up my driveway as oh, I man. I get my uh, get ready for bed and then breakfast. Just thinking about my day tomorrow, and uh, I've been really trying to get eight hours of sleep. Like, how many hours of sleep do you get? Mm, about eight. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit more sometimes, but mm -hmm. uh, usually about eight. I think around eight. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I've been going to bed late, and then, uh, so it's it's kind of, uh, it's it's uh, hard to get a regular schedule back once you're off of it. Yeah. But I'll be, like, up till three in the morning looking at shit, and it's like, uh, it's already three, I can't believe it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a good call, man. Awesome call. Not many notes. I, since there are not many notes, I will be sending them to you very quickly for posting. Only uh, how many notes we got here? One, two, three, four, like five. Mm, all right. So That's Tempest cool. Tempest Fugit on this one. Yeah. All right, dude. Into that in there. Yeah, I'll do that, actually. I'll put that in. Tempest Fugit. Yeah. Tempest cool. Fugit. All right, Chris, have a great night, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, Mark. Take care. Thank you. Uh-huh, you too. Bye. Bye.